Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Bill Malamut, and I welcome you to part one of Bill's TED Talk on Dark Psychology, a podcast special delivered to you exclusively, exclusively from Strange Tide Productions. And it's about to be a goddamn party in here, guys. We're going to be celebrating the truth, and it's going to be so much fun. We are going to go in on this episode, ladies and gentlemen. And let me tell you, if you're thirsty for some brutal honesty, you're in the right place. We are holding nothing back on this special, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to pull back the veil on life, on people, and go deep down the rabbit hole. We're going to break down dark psychology. And let me tell you guys, dark psychology is one of the most valuable things you can learn about, you can study, which is what I've been doing for a very long time. They should teach this stuff in schools. I don't know why they don't, but they should. And let me tell you, it's going to get dark. It's definitely going to ruffle some feathers, but it's going to be eye-opening. Every listener listening to this is going to resonate in some way, good or bad. Listeners are either going to get pissed and turn off the episode, or they're going to be fired up, excited for what's to come. And there's a lot to come, ladies and gentlemen, because this is going to be two parts. This is the first part of my TED Talk on dark psychology. There's going to be no sound effects, no theatrics, no bravado. It's just going to be me and this microphone spitting knowledge, delivering to you all the wisdom that I have inherited over the years. It's going to be candid. It's going to be raw. It's going to hit close to home for many. It's going to be very, very, very real. It's going to be insightful. It's going to be eye-opening. Hopefully it helps people because that's the main intention with this podcast special, helping people, opening their eyes to their potential, their worth, and the negative influences that they possibly are surrounded by. So as Morpheus asked Neo in The Matrix, you have two options here. You can either take the blue pill, turn around and leave right now, go back to your life, pretend this podcast doesn't exist, or you could take the red pill. Join me on this journey to enlightenment and truth and open your eyes to a new reality. Take my hand and I'll show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. It might scare some people. It may shock some people. It may even send some people into a furious ballistic rage, but it will be enlightening all the same. With all that being said, are you ready? I said, are you ready? Let's begin. It has been a long time since I've been behind this microphone. And let me tell you, I am beyond excited to bring you guys this podcast special. And now we're finally here. With all that being said, a lot has happened since I last put out an episode. I have implemented a move-in silence policy on my life. You know, I'm moving differently nowadays, keeping my shit on the down low, mostly. 
which I've learned is the smart thing to do because, you know, you'll hear all these successful people speak in interviews and their advice to you on the road to success and the do's and don'ts while on this road. And 99% of them will tell you that it's very, very smart to not reveal your plans to a lot of the people around you, unless you absolutely trust them, especially your hometown, especially your hometown. Because if you're that person who's going outside the box, is doing something different, who's doing big things or is on the road to doing big things, the harsh truth is that 99% of the people you had history with the people from your hometown are not going to like it, unfortunately. They're not going to support you. They're not going to respect you ever. It doesn't matter how much work you put into these things or how good you are at these things. None of that matters. You'll never get the respect you know you truly deserve from your hometown. Quite the opposite, actually. It's um, more like gaslighting, mind games, jealousy, pettiness, <laughs> um, weird vibes, devaluation, just downplaying what you're doing, acting like it doesn't exist. Nothing that makes you feel good <laughs> about, about where you're going. People like this try to gaslight you into thinking you're the bad person for doing your thing and trying to be better when in actuality, they are the shithead. (laughs) And they're giving you a hard time and giving you weird vibes for no fucking reason. No fucking reason. You could have zero ill will. Your intentions are pure. You're a good great person. You could be like praying for their success. Meanwhile, they are hoping for your downfall. It doesn't matter. You could be the kindest person, the just greatest friend to somebody like this. But guess what? None of that matters. None of that matters to people like this. They are pissed off at you and what you're doing because they're not doing it because you have a sense of purpose. They can see you're happier than them. So they're pissed off about that. They're angry that you are doing well. People like this can have more than you on paper too. You know, family, children, beautiful home, the works. And you're just sitting there with none of that, but you're invested in your purpose and you're very happy with what you're doing, they can see that you love your life more than they love theirs. You love your reality more than they love theirs. And that irritates their demons because they're not actually fulfilled in their situation. They're just pretending to be fulfilled. And you're not. You're actually genuinely in a good place and fulfilled. And that pisses them off because these people are selfish. 
They want it all. You can't have something that they don't have. And guess what? You have the most important thing that you need to sustain happiness. And that's a sense of purpose. And they don't have that, but you do. They see you have that light within you that they wish they had. And they're going to hate you for it, regardless of the physical riches that they have. They could have so much more than you on paper. But if they're lacking that most important aspect, which is a sense of purpose, forget about it. They're going to be miserable, regardless of what they have. The family, children, big house, cars. None of it's going to fill up their soul. They're rich physically but they're poor spiritually. And that's a recipe for misery and suffering. They're going to be jealous of you for feeling actually fulfilled. And you don't need any of these things to feel that way. You lifed life better than them. (laughs) You lifed life better than them. They thought their way was the right way for them, but it turns out it wasn't. And if people like this act negative toward you, they send bad vibes your way, they don't support you, you could sense that they're jealous of what you're doing, just know that they're subconsciously telling you that they're not happy in their situation without actually telling you. Their behavior is all you need to know. You would be supporting me. You would be uplifting me. You would be positive. But the fact that they're not tells you all you need to know. They're not happy in their situation. They lack fulfillment. When we're young, we're taught to believe that the path to happiness is linear. This is the roadmap to happiness. You go to college, you get married, and then you have children. Do you know how many people achieve this? They follow that roadmap, that roadmap to happiness that society lays out for us. Because the path to achieving happiness is so linear, right? It applies to everybody, right? Wrong. Everybody's path to happiness, every single individual person's path to happiness is different. So to force down society's throat that go to college, get married, have children, and this is the way, it leaves a lot of people miserable and unhappy in their lives. The amount of people that follow this path that society laid out for them. And then they get there, they have the children, they have the big house, they have the wife or husband. The amount of people that get to that point, you'd be surprised by the amount of people that get there. And then they come to a point where they're just like, this is it. I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. Do you want to know why that is? Because they tried building a house without laying down the most important part, the foundation. And the foundation is what keeps the house upright for years to come. What's the foundation, you ask? Purpose. They didn't establish who they are as a person. They relied on people and things to make them happy. They didn't figure out how to self-regulate first before they got in these situations. There's no foundation in their soul. 
they got married and they had kids to make themselves happy, not realizing that having a real purpose is what sustains the house that they try to build. They got married and had children to make themselves feel whole only to realize that there's something still missing. Purpose is what makes you feel alive. Purpose is what lights that fire within your soul. Not to say that having kids and getting married is bad. I'm not saying that at all. But you need to have a purpose. You need to have a foundation to sustain happiness. You can't rely on other people to make you happy. If you need other people and things and children to feel good about yourself, you need to do a lot of soul searching because that's just not the way. It's not healthy. So a lot of people will follow this roadmap that society lays out for them thinking, okay, yes, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to get all these things and I'm going to be happy. And then they realize like they're just empty inside. It just, they just are miserable, but they're too prideful to admit that, you know, they're just trapped in this reality that they're not happy with and they just deal with it. They just live this mundane lifestyle where it's like the same thing over and over and over again. They live for the weekends. They do the same shit on repeat over and over and over again. That will drive any person insane. I don't want that life. I don't envy any of these people's lives, to be honest. Not one of them. Are you kidding me? (laughs) My existence is not mundane by any stretch of the imagination. I don't rely on children and a wife to be happy. I'm already good as is. I have a purpose. I have something that wakes me up in the morning every single day. And that's not me saying I'm not open to a wife and kids. I'm just saying that at this moment, I'm good. I don't need those things. And people like this who are in these situations where they're not fulfilled will look at somebody like me and be like, how are you feeling good? How do you have all this energy? You don't have any of that stuff. You don't have the kids, the wife, the big house. How are you feeling so good about yourself? I'm over here hating my life and you're just feeling good. How is that possible? And like I said, People like this will send weird vibes. They'll hate on you, be jealous of you. If you're smart and realize what this is, you'll say to yourself, wow, that's unfortunate. You're not happy. (laughs) You know? Like there's people I know in my life where I'm like, yeah, I know they're not happy in their situation. They're not fooling me. If you have a little bit of sense, you can read the room. I'm telling every single listener listening to this, you want to really feel alive. Do you really want to feel fucking alive? Like a fire is burning inside of you? Chase a dream. Live your purpose. The happiest people on planet Earth are the people that they have their dream or their purpose. And they also have that loving partner and that family. Your purpose should be your first priority in your life. 
Because your purpose is never going to leave you. It's never going to abandon you. It's never going to make you feel bad about yourself. It will always be there. Now, say you don't have a purpose. Say you have a wife or a husband. They decide to leave you for whatever reason, which is very possible. It happens all the time. Then you're left with nothing. You have no purpose. You have no wife or husband. You're abandoned. And it's going to be a lot harder for you to bring somebody new into the fold because speaking to you dudes out there, the females that are worth marrying and dating, the ones that actually enhance your life and make it better and not worse, they are not controlling. They are not manipulative and mind gamey. The high value females, they're attracted to the guy with a purpose. Unfortunately, if you're a high value person, you'll also attract toxic, psychopathic, narcissistic individuals who will try to get with you just because they want to destroy you. That's where the mind games come in. Those mind gamey people. Yeah, those people are low value and not worth your time. So it's a lot easier when you have a purpose to bring somebody new into the fold as opposed to the person that (laughs) is just a codependent who needs to be with somebody to feel fulfilled. They don't self-regulate with their own grinds or dreams or goals. They just need another human being to be fulfilled. Those people usually attract other unhealthy individuals or somebody super controlling. So having a purpose and goals and a dream that you're working towards provides you with a more abundant life, a more high value life. Better friends, better health. Say you have a girl or a guy, they leave you. Okay, well, that sucks. That's heartbreaking. But guess what? A lot of the time, this heartbreak and abandonment and whatever bullshit that comes your way, if you're strong, it's going to make you better. You're going to pour that pain into your purpose and it's going to elevate whatever you're doing. Your purpose will never leave you. And if you're lucky, you have somebody that comes in that's all in on whatever you're doing and enhances your life. And you enhance theirs. It makes the healing process 20 times easier to overcome. Also, laying down that foundation, you owe it to your future kids to lay down that foundation of purpose. Because if you don't, you're just going to breed them to live the same purposeless life. And you're just going to pass down that, that lack of fulfillment to your offspring. You know what I mean? Your kids look up to you, right? They're going to be following in your footsteps. If your footsteps lead to misery, they're just going to eventually live the same life unless they also break free from the chains within their minds and decide to do their own thing, pave their own way. There's parents that have their own profession and they try to like train their kids into following the same exact path instead of letting them do their own thing that makes them happy. Those parents to me are psychotic. 
controlling. They need help. They have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Let your kids follow their own way and do what makes them happy. Stop trying to like beat in their heads. This is what you should be doing. This is what you got to do. I'm a doctor. So you become a doctor. Go fuck yourselves. (laughs) Honestly, go fuck yourselves. Anyway, your job as a parent should be teaching your children how to be respectful, how to be empathetic, how to have their head on their shoulders, how to love, how to be morally sound. You're not supposed to dictate their profession and (laughs) the things they do and can't do. Strict parenting just breeds psychopaths, messed up kids. Those kids usually tend to be the most rebellious and deranged. You know what I mean? We're living in a society that is becoming more and more soulless. And I think it has a lot to do with a lack of purpose in people's lives. Many people suffer from a lack of purpose, a feeling of no purpose. And misery loves company. So people that feel this way, oh, they don't have a purpose. Guess what? They don't want you to have a purpose either. Most people are in the matrix. That's the truth. The matrix is real, ladies and gentlemen. If you've ever seen the movie, which I'm sure most listeners have seen it, obviously the movie is science fictionized. It's dramatized to be more entertaining. The creators use the concept of simulation theory as a plot device to tell the story. But the movie as a whole is a metaphor for the social construct that we live in. That movie is a very accurate depiction of what life is really all about. All of this is about control, ladies and gentlemen. They don't want people to have a purpose. They don't want people to break out of the box. It's all about control. They want society to fall in line. That's the whole point. Go to college, get married, have kids. 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 Why do you think the people that break out of the box, the people that leave the matrix are hated on so much? Why do you think society looks down on the truth tellers and paints them as a bad person? It's always the fakest people that are the most popular. Their popularity isn't real. We'll get into that later. But you ever notice that the truth tellers are the least popular people? It's always the fakest people that have the most popularity. Why do you think people are trying to pull you down when you're trying to escape? Misery loves company. They're all in the program. They're trapped in the program. They're trapped in the matrix. And let me tell you, it is not happy in the matrix being in the matrix. It's miserable. Following what society tells you to do, not paving your own way, just going with the trends, complying, that's miserable. That's not happiness. The people that are actually happy are the people that are not in the matrix. You know, Neo, Neo's the chosen one. He's the one that is different, but he hasn't realized he's different because society veils his true potential. The Agent Smiths, they are the haters, the fake friends, the enemies in disguise. 
all around you that are trying to contain your true potential. They're trying to blind you to what life really is all about because they don't want you to strive to be better. They don't want you to know your truth. So Neo is trapped in this program, The Matrix. He's just like everybody else, being miserable, working this office job that he hates. And the veil was over his eyes the entire time. But then Morpheus comes and shows him his true potential, shows him what life really is. Morpheus, Trinity, they all know the truth. They all know their own potential and worth. And that's why the Agent Smiths want to destroy them. They don't want these people that have broken free from the Matrix who know the truth to reveal to other people what's going on behind the scenes because then they lose control of more and more people. Because like I said, it's all about control. They are the metaphorical crabs in a bucket. You need to follow the program that we laid forth for you. You're not allowed to break out of the program. And if you try to break out of the program, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen. You're going to be sticking around with us. You're going to stay with us and be blinded, unhappy, under control. That movie is very metaphorical. We live in a world that is predominantly, it's just a bunch of NPCs running amok out here, really. And if you don't know what NPC means, it's slang for a non-playable character. And it's used to describe somebody that has no independent thought and just follows trends. They look like everybody else. They physically are different. They physically are their own person. But mentally, they're just like everybody else. They're one with the crowd. It's like one big hive mind, which is what the Agent Smiths in The Matrix depict. They're all the same person, right? That's what life really is. All these people that don't think freely. They don't think for themselves. They blend in with the crowd. A lot of people want to be the person that gets the hell out, does their own thing, but society instills this fear in them, this innate fear to stay put in the position they're at. Because if you try to leave, if you try to break free from the crowd, you're going to be looked down upon. When in reality, it's the best thing you could do for yourself. Doing what you were put on this earth to do, truly, under your own will, under your own free will, is what life's all about. Is how everybody should be living their life. Doing what they actually feel like is best for them to do, instead of what life tells them to do. And the only way people will break free from these mental confines within their minds, these chains, is through a spiritual awakening. When they finally snap out of it and realize what the world really is and what the people they're surrounded by are really about. The people that are trapped in the matrix, they see the stage play, they see the actors, they see the production, but they don't see behind the curtain completely oblivious to what the world's really about. Completely oblivious. These people that are so deep down the rabbit hole in the matrix will hear what I'm saying and think I'm the dumbass. I'm the idiot. When in reality, they are just completely ignorant and clueless. Lost. 
no clue what the fuck's going on. Because that's the whole point of the Matrix. You're not supposed to see the truth. You're supposed to be blind. When Neo realizes his real worth and what he really is, that's a spiritual awakening. When you see behind the curtain and what reality really is, and it's not what you always thought it was, and that you've been pretty much duped your whole life, that's a spiritual awakening, a higher consciousness, a higher awareness that most people don't tap into. Spiritual awakenings are frightening at first. They're terrifying. But then you realize how beautiful it is on the other side, the side of freedom. They walk around completely oblivious to who they're dealing with. And then these same people will be miserable and they'll go around telling everybody that the people that are outside the matrix are the crazy ones. They're the messed up ones. They're the ones that need help. When in reality, they are the one that has a problem. They are the one that's messed up. They are the one that's stuck in the matrix. They are the one that's clueless. They are the one that's not a good person. They are the one that's phony. But the truth tellers, the truth tellers are evil. Down with the truth tellers. This world needs more truth tellers. I don't make this episode to hurt people. I'm making it to help people, to make people realize their own worth, their own potential. And guess what? These NPC drones, they'll be listening to what I'm saying and they'll be like, how dare you try to make people see their own potential? How dare you try to open people's eyes? They're pathetic. These people are evil, guys. They're evil, evil people. What kind of person would get mad at somebody for trying to help people see their potential and their value? An awful trash human being would. An NPC, a miserable lowlife. I just want to help people see that if they do a little bit of inner work on themselves, it will open up a world to them that they didn't realize existed, that they didn't realize was possible, that they've been blinded to their entire life, a world that isn't miserable and dark and grim and bleak. But these NPCs, they'll paint people like me as the bad guy. I'm the bad guy. If that makes you feel better, go for it. I'm the bad guy. I love playing the bad guy. I love playing the bad guy. I really do. The villain, I eat the villain up. I'll play that role any day of the week. That makes you feel better. Once you see the truth, you can't unsee it. Once you're out of the matrix, you're out of the matrix. You have no desire to go back in the matrix ever again. I don't know about you, but freedom is pretty awesome. Don't we all want freedom? And the people that are stuck in the matrix, they hate the people that are out of the matrix. Like in the movie, they're afraid of people that speak the truth. They're afraid of people that are out of the matrix. They hate people that are out of the matrix. Like in the movie, the Agent Smiths, they're like, oh my God, holy shit, we are effed when Neo gets to that point where he fully 
realizes who he is, what his purpose in this world is, they know they're done for. There's nothing they can do to stop him. His entire potential and value has been realized. These NPCs hate people with wisdom because they know the people that are wise, they can't mess with them. They can't have their way with them like they want. They're powerless around these individuals. They usually all stick together and gang up with each other and try to take down the person that is wise and is out of the matrix, but there's nothing they can do. They're not strong enough. It's like that scene in the matrix. I think it's the second one where there's like a hundred agent Smiths piling up on Neo trying to fight him. And then he just like whoops all their asses. They look bad around the real ones and they know this. And guess what? The most vile, the most deceptive, the most evil, the most toxic people are in the matrix. Months ago, I had a spiritual awakening, my second spiritual awakening in this lifetime. What triggers a spiritual awakening is life bitch slapping you across the face. You need to get hit really hard to finally wake up. And what my second spiritual awakening entailed, I'm going to elaborate further throughout this episode, but what it entailed was a full realization of who I am, my potential, my value, the value of my time, the value of my skills, my talents, the value of the wisdom that I hold within, the things I know, and how important it is to spread it to other people. The life-changing choice I made to not be disrespected by any of these stupid NPC phony individuals ever again. People that are undeserving of any of my time and energy. Coming to terms with the fact that I'll be having selective empathy going forward. Because quite frankly, there are certain people that don't deserve any of your empathy. They deserve the cold shoulder. They deserve coldness. Because all these type of people do is take it for granted anyway. They don't deserve your empathy, your kindness. Because you know what they do with it? They take it and wipe their ass with it and flush it down the drain for as long as they can until you wisen up. So fuck them. (laughs) It's literally zombie nation out here. Just empty people that are dead inside all over the place, destroyed, rotten to the core. And guess what? Destroyed people want to destroy people. Bad company corrupts good character. That is why it's not very smart to show your hand to certain people. That's why you will hear a lot of these life coaches and success coaches tell you, get the fuck out of your hometown if you want to become successful because it's just going to drag you down. There's a reason why they say that because what I'm saying is, not delusion. It's real. It's very real. Anybody that has done their own thing knows exactly what I'm talking about. They can resonate with what I'm saying. The people that are these kind of people who are trying to drag you down are going to be like, 
oh, hey, you're just paranoid. Oh, yeah. They're going to downplay it because they are one of these individuals. <laughs> they have not a clue what the road to success experience is actually like. They're clueless because they're not doing anything for themselves. Hence why they're trying to make you feel small or bad about what you're doing. They have zero clue of the price you pay on the road to success. Psychologically, spiritually, with all these type of people who are trying to just bring you down and make you feel bad and ignore your shit and try to like play mind games with you. And <laughs> people that are actually for you don't make you question yourself. That's just what it is. <laughs> people that are actually for you don't make your life harder than it has to be. The journey is already hard as it is. And then you have all these people that <laughs> just try to screw with you and make you feel bad and try to gaslight you into thinking you're not as good as you are or you're not who you actually are. A lot of the times, these people see your potential before you do. They'll see your potential. They see that you have something in you, but they won't let you know this. They won't encourage you. They won't motivate you in any way, shape, or form. They'll pretend it doesn't exist. Some of these people are such bums that they'll make it a mission to not compliment you, to not make you feel good, to send bad vibes your way purposely. The jealous haters' go-to move is just to act like what you're doing doesn't exist. Your project that you just released, that you just finished, doesn't exist. You could be some prodigy piano player, and you don't see this yet. You see maybe there's potential there. They see serious potential, but they'll be saying to themselves, wow, this person's really good at the piano. They have the seed here. If they really water it, it could grow into something really, really special. But I'm not going to let them know that because I'm a miserable piece of shit and I hate my life and existence and I don't have this skill. They do. And it makes me feel bad. And I'm very selfish. So I'm not going to let them know how good they actually are. But I'll pretend to have their back. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll just pretend to have their back and act like I support them. And act like I want to see them do well. That's the perfect plan. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> this is how <laughs> this is how they think and see things. This is why it's very, very important for you to have self-confidence at the beginning of the journey. Because there will be people around you that are gonna put all this doubt in your head and try to gaslight you into thinking. You're not good. There's nothing there to water. There's no seed to water. You're just not good. You're useless. The only seed they're watering is the seed of doubt. They're not watering the seed of growth, the seed of greatness. No, sir. <laughs> so it's important to have that self-confidence at the beginning of the journey because there are a lot of people who have not fulfill their dreams because of the people they were surrounded by. They were made to think they're not good enough, but they actually were really good enough. There's masters of their crafts that have people telling them that they suck. It is what it is, you know? 
Now, when I'm talking about people of your history, that includes family, friends, people that knew you as somebody before the person you are now. A lot of these people don't want to see you succeed. And that is the truth. It's sad, but it's reality. They are praying, praying for your downfall, your failure, hoping you won't make it while keeping this facade that they do want to see you win, but underneath the surface, they don't want you to win at all. They are hoping and praying you fail miserably. You could have put years of your life into a business or project. Every day, you're just grinding to make this project or business a reality. And they're just praying, praying you don't succeed. You launch this project and it fails after all the effort you put into it. They're like, thank God. Thought he was going to, thought he or she was going to make something happen with that. Whew. They're relieved that you failed. I'm telling you, man, this is all real. You'll only understand what I'm talking about if you've done anything outside of the box. You've tried to start a business because people will just show you their true colors, man. That's really what happens. People just start falling off. I'm telling you, man, some of the people that turn on you and they start acting some type of way towards you and what you're doing, it'll shock you. <laughs> like you, really? I thought you were one of the, the real ones. I'm telling you, man, when you do your own thing and your own, when you're on your path to success, it's like taking the red pill. It's like leaving the matrix and it just exposes you to the people around you. The more you're going down the path, the further you go down the path, the truth becomes more and more exposed and people, they just can't take it. You keep getting better and better and the support just goes down and down and you become more of a ghost to these people, the better you get on your journey. It's insane. You'll be progressing. <laughs> you got more support at the beginning than you got further down the road. How does that work? Huh? And they'll pretend, they'll pretend it's not that way. Like they aren't feeling some type of negative vibe and feeling towards you. But it is that way because their actions speak louder than whatever they're trying to say is not happening. You feel it. You feel their weird fucking bullshit vibes. That's not fake. That's real. You're actually feeling their disdain towards you. If you feel bad around somebody... Your intuition isn't lying to you. There's something off about that individual. They could be on the surface all, I'm your friend, I'm your friend. But if you feel weird around these individuals, believe that feeling, man. Believe that feeling. It means you're around a toxic individual, somebody who is not, somebody who is leaning on the more deceptive side of the spectrum. And for the most part, it's absolutely pointless to call these people out because they're just going to gaslight you further and deny that they're hating on you, that they're jealous of you. And then you're going to further question yourself being like, oh, so maybe I do actually suck. So you just got to like know what you know, see what it is, and then just move accordingly. Cut them off, 
limit their access to you, etc. When you get around genuine good company, do you not feel good? You don't feel bad when you're around somebody who gives you good energy and it's just natural. You feel good. And then you'll get around these individuals who are deceptive and something will just feel off, even if they're on the surface friendly with you or everything seems good on the surface. And the funniest thing about it all is that these empty-headed dumb fucks don't think you know what they're doing. They don't think you see that they are jealous, that they are not for you, that they are doing these little sly covert things, but you see what they're doing. You may not call them out on it, but you see exactly what they're doing and they think they're getting over on you. They think they're getting over on you. They think you don't see through them, but you do. <laughs> they like, they're so stupid. They like expose themselves. It's like they think that you're oblivious to what real genuine energy looks like and what genuine support looks like. They think they could be fake supportive towards you and you won't notice. You won't realize, oh, wow, this person's not. They'll never suspect me, but it's so obvious what they're doing and that they don't actually support you at all. (laughs) It's crazy, man. These are the kind of people that won't give me props or support me, but then they'll hear this episode, they'll hear what I'm saying, and then they'll come out of the woodwork after completely undermining most of the shit I do and show me support or compliment me or you know what I mean? Because they're guilty and they're trying to cover up their bullshit and they just reveal themselves. They're projecting the jealousy they have for you within. It's hilarious. Great episode. F these haters, right? God, you got to hate them. Gulp. You totally believe that I'm not jealous of you, right? I'm not a hater, right? I support you. I just gave you a compliment. Wow. Oh my God. Thank you. I totally trust you and totally don't see that you have a hidden agenda. Wow. Am I clueless? Thank you. (laughs) And then there's people that will listen to this entire episode every minute, every hour. And then I'll see them tomorrow or something. I'll run into them at a grocery store. And they'll be like, so what's new? You up to anything? Instead of like acknowledging that they listen to it and giving feedback. People are messed up, man. They're really crazy. In this episode, I'm going to get into my own personal experiences with people. To give you an example, I've had people that would say to my face that I'm not good at something that I'm actually good at. They would try to downplay my skill level. And I guess they didn't expect any pushback or a response. They probably thought I was just going to say nothing and take it. But I would respond back with something like, I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm doing a good job. And then they would respond with, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. 
What you were thinking was that you were going to try to make me feel bad about what I'm doing and make me feel like I'm not as good as I actually am. That's exactly what you were thinking. Literally said what they said with the intention of making me feel bad about what I'm doing, making me question myself. That's not a friend. Friends don't do that to their friends. That is an enemy in disguise. That is a Decepticon. And if you don't understand psychology and the stuff I'm talking about, the stuff I'm trying to teach you, you're going to be oblivious to it all. You're going to think that you aren't good at what you're doing. You're going to lose confidence. And these fuckheads are going to win. They have power over you. All because your victories and your success and your willingness to put yourself out there makes them feel bad. They don't care about what you did to make it happen. They immediately see your success and it makes them feel bad. They think about themselves. Oh man, I'm not doing shit. Why don't I have that? That person has it. Why don't I have that? They immediately look at your hard work and success and think about themselves. It's very selfish. It's a very selfish mentality to have. It's narcissistic. Oh, you're making them feel bad about themselves because you're winning? Now it's time for them to punish you. Now it's time for them to make you feel bad about what you're doing, to make themselves feel better so that so that you lower yourself to their level because you make them angry because you're doing the things you're doing and they aren't. <laughs> That's the reason. No other reason. They're trying to sabotage your life because you make them feel what they actually are. You make them feel what they actually are. You expose the truth to them. You hold a mirror up to them and you're like, step up. You're not doing good enough. You're not doing enough. That's exactly what you're doing and it makes them angry. And the funny thing is you're not even doing it intentionally. They just see it that way. They take it personal. Like, oh, you think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? Here's another quick story. A couple of years ago, when I was balls deep in Strange Tide Productions, I go to this party no bad vibes. I'm walking in, trying to have a good time. No ill will towards anybody I'm hanging out with. I walk in the room immediately. This empty headed fuck, <laughs> empty headed dumb fuck immediately walks up to me, threatened by me and is like, oh, you think you're better than us for no reason. I'm not even going there with that attitude. I'm going in there to have a good time. It was like a beer pong party or whatever. Immediately, this fucking idiot gets in my face, threatened by what I'm doing because they are jealous as shit and a hater and angry that I'm doing the things I'm doing. They can't handle it, projecting their misery onto me for no effing reason. You think you're better than me? You think you're better than us? And I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm doing things to better my life. And they're pissed off about it. I'm not doing all this to look better than the people around me. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for myself. I'm not focused on any of that. I'm not competing with anybody. I'm in my own zone, my own lane, doing my own thing. But they take 
they see that and they take it personally. You're not doing anything to them except doing your thing. But you're unintentionally holding up a mirror to them by you doing the things you're doing. Oh, well, I mean, what are you going to do? That's just the nature of the beasts when it comes to trying to succeed in this world. It's just what it is, unfortunately. People are fucking weak and they just, they don't get it. They're in the matrix. They are stuck in the matrix. And then these same dumb mother effers will pretend to be good. They'll pretend to be such good people. And they'll be doing all this bullshit and saying all this bullshit and acting this way. You'll be irritated by it. And they'll say you're being sensitive or you're paranoid. But it's actually what's happening. The behavior is what it actually is. They're being disrespectful toward you. Disrespect is disrespect. You're not crazy. This is going to be a fire episode, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a heater, a pipe bomb of sorts. Ruthless Bill has arrived. We're holding nothing back. We are going to bury these mother effers. Not by name, because we don't do that. But we're definitely going to expose their ways. And only the real ones are going to stick around for the entire ride of this episode. The rest, they're going to be mad. They're going to be really, really mad. Oh, fuck. He's exposing our ways. He's exposing what we do. Don't listen to this guy. He has no clue what he's talking about. But he actually does. And he's exposing us all. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun. Yay! Exposure time. Now, ask yourself, what kind of person, what kind of caliber of human being relishes in somebody's hard work failing? Not a high caliber human being at all. Probably the lowest of the low, to be honest, for being perfectly transparent here. That is not somebody you want around you. And there's a lot of people like this around you as we speak. You just haven't done anything significant enough to trigger them. They haven't revealed their demons to you because they are comfortable with you. But I guarantee you, I promise you, the second you try to better your life, you try to start your own business, you try to elevate in this world, you will see true colors all over the place. People will start acting weird around you. I promise you. You are lucky to have one or two people in your corner. I saw this one guy's tweet. He's a businessman, a successful entrepreneur, millionaire. He goes, I'm 56 years old. Trust me on this. Outside of my wife and one or two good friends, I didn't have anybody supportive of what I was doing. I'm sorry it's that way, but it is what it is. That was his tweet. And that's the experience, guys. That's the, that's what it is. That's what it's like. And again, the people that are putting themselves out there who are doing their own thing, paving their own path, they know exactly what I'm talking about. They are nodding their heads. This is the same experience I have. 
any old timer that's listening to this, any successful old timer that's listening to this, they're nodding their head being like, this kid knows what he's talking about. A lot of people don't figure this shit out until they're like 50. I'm not recording this episode out of anger or bitterness. I'm recording this episode to help people. (laughs) That's what it comes down to. The only people that this episode is going to offend are individuals like this. I love listening to this stuff about human nature, dark psychology. I'm not sitting there getting mad because I don't resonate with any of this shit. I'm not this type of person. But the people that are like this are going to hear what I'm saying and they're going to be pissed off. They can't hear the truth. Guess what? The truth hurts these people. It's like pouring water on the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, the truth. Fuck. Oh, God, it hurts so bad. They don't want to hear any of this shit. So when they hear the truth, when they hear reality, they try to deny reality. They can't talk real like this. (laughs) And you could be talking about this behavior like I'm doing on this podcast. And these deceptive individuals will be like, oh, you're just judgmental. You're judging. They're just going to downplay the shit you know because they don't want to be exposed. And they know they are this caliber of person. They are listening to this shit I'm saying feeling some type of way because they know they are this type of person. When it comes to my personal experiences, here's my stance on this. I'm not entitled to anybody's support or care for what I'm doing. That's fine. You don't support me. You don't care about what I'm doing. Okay, that's perfectly fine. But don't sit there and pretend. Don't expect me to take you seriously as somebody I want in my life, if you are this kind of person. Like I can see what's real support and what's not real support. And (laughs) these people, like they feel entitled to disrespect you, not support you. And yet they feel like they still are entitled to your time, to your attention. They're takers. You know what I mean? They're not going to support you or do anything for you or give you any encouragement, but they're going to also expect you to give them your time and attention and support. And then you're the asshole if you don't give them what they want. Absolute insanity. Watch out for those people that have to basically spell out their friendship to you. They sell themselves to you. It's not natural. Nothing's really natural. It's like they're trying to force their will upon you, their friendship. It's a very obsessive, weird energy when it comes to these people. They'll tell you the things that they have in common with you. They'll tell you instead of show you that they support you. Never trust people like this. I've had people who have sent me like essay long texts about how much they support me. They're full of shit. Anybody that has to spell it out for you that they support you doesn't actually support you at all. They're actually guilty of not being supportive. They don't want you to succeed at all, but their guilty subconscious has to let you know 
that they do to cover up how they really feel. That's exactly what's happening. None of their actions line up with their words. Always pay attention to somebody's actions, not their words. These same individuals that have texted me, I support you. I fully support you. These same individuals, you'll get around them in person and they won't acknowledge anything you're doing. They won't acknowledge what they tell you they support you of at all. I mean, am I an idiot? Am I a clown? I started a joke. Which started the whole world crying. But I didn't see that the joke was on me. Oh no. Do you think I'm stupid? Do you not think I know what you're doing? Or do I have the word sucker written on my forehead? But yeah, they can't make you feel good. They can't acknowledge the good things that are happening in your life. Are you kidding me? It's painful for these people to make you feel good. It's like that scene in Star Wars Revenge of the Sith when Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting by the lava pit and Anakin lights on fire. And he's like, oh, 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 I hate you. Oh, that's how they feel. That's how they feel trying to make you feel good. Oh, 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 making someone feel good. I can't do this. Oh, 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 oh. Nice haircut. Wishing you all the best. Congratulations. Morons. Absolute morons. It's painful for these individuals. And if they do, it's very brief. Oh, how's it going with you? Oh, okay. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Let's move on. Let's move on. They'll breadcrumb you. Let's put it this way. You won't feel confident or excited or optimistic about what you're doing, talking to these individuals about it. They give you no energy, no inspiration, no kick in the ass to do better because they don't want you to do better. Talking to people like this is just one big waste of your time. Definitely don't bring up your dreams or your aspirations to people like this. They're dream killers. They really are dream killers. There's nothing motivating about talking to people like this at all. (laughs) At all. Because they're not motivated themselves. They got nothing going on in their lives themselves. They're miserable. (laughs) Someone like that's not going to want to see you do your own thing and shine. Are you kidding me? That's not going to happen at all. And you got to realize that there's people out there that are for you that are going to be the opposite of that. They're going to make you feel good about what you're doing. They're going to uplift you. 
They're going to motivate you. They're going to inspire you. They're going to be excited for what you're doing. They're going to be excited for you. They're going to make you feel good about life and doing what you're doing and being great. Those are the people you want to be around if you want to get to that next level. If you want to become successful, you got to leave these people behind. That's a sad truth. And there's certain people that you don't even want to leave behind, but they really force your hand because they just bring such a pessimistic, negative, just limited belief system your way. And you wish you could bring them along with you, but you just can't. They have no desire to grow as a person or in some field. They want to stay the same. They want to be miserable, do their own thing, whatever they're doing, and then be mad at you for not being the same, not wanting to be the same. They're the one with the problem. You're just guilty of wanting a better life. And the crazy thing is you could hang out with them, no problem. But it's the fact that they try to bring you down with them. That's when it becomes a problem. I can be chill with anybody. I don't care if you're some junkie on the street. If you treat me with respect, if you're cool with me, I'm going to treat you with all the respect in the world. I'm going to make you feel good about yourself. I'm going to inspire you. You have an idea or some business you want to open? I'm going to make you feel good about doing that. I'm going to make you feel inspired. I'm going to motivate you. But unfortunately, there's people that will project all their pain and self-hatred and their bullshit onto you. They'll make you carry all their luggage for no reason. They'll make you feel what they feel. Fuck that. I'm out. (laughs) Sorry. People that are bad for your soul are going to make you feel small. People that are awesome for your soul, people that are great to be around, healthy to be around, are going to make you feel, they're going to amplify your mood as a person, your, your drive, your everything. You're going to leave an interaction with a high vibrational person feeling better about yourself in some way, shape, or form. It's not going to be the opposite. When it's the opposite, you have to leave. If you go into a situation with somebody not at least maintaining, if your mood goes down around this person and doesn't at the very least maintain, get the fuck out. If someone makes you feel like you got to dim your personality, to be around them. Walk away. (laughs) Run away. Bottom line, you can't surround yourself with people with limited beliefs, limited minds, people that will project their fear onto you and make you feel fearful. Unfortunately, the people that are going to amplify you as a person are far and few between. That's the unfortunate reality. That's why if you have somebody like this in your life, you can't take that for granted because people like that just don't grow on trees. It's the people that pretend to be for you for their own benefit that you need to watch out for. They'll give you very small breadcrumbs of the respect that you deserve just to keep on the facade of yeah, I got you. I got you. We're friends. I'm I'm your friends. It's all a cover up. I've 
I've had people literally text me. They fully support me. It was a very supportive text, but in person, they would never, ever support me. It wasn't, it wasn't, it's not real support. In person, you could tell they just didn't even want to talk about it, anything that was going on with me. They would downplay it. They would change the subject. I've had that multiple times where I'm talking about something I'm excited about doing and they would literally cut it off with something random. It was like, man, the weather is great, huh? It was like that crazy. Do you not think I saw what you just did? You know? I even had a dude text me, tell me how much they support me. I support you in everything you do. I just want to see you do well. I get around them. I shit you not. I get around them and I'm telling the person how I want to get a job in film and that I told my parents about it. And they're like, did they laugh? You know what I mean? Saying little things like that that are supposed to hurt my confidence. Meanwhile, they're texting me these things about how supportive they are. They're all, it's all words. They're completely full of shit. That's an energy vampire. They just want to get me around them. They just butter me up so that I deal with them, so that I get into their world, so that they can knock me down a peg. They just want to suck my energy. They want to get around me to suck my energy. It's all manipulation and bullshit. They're full of shit. (laughs) Wait a minute. You were texting me how much you support me and how much you want to see me do well, but in person, you're throwing underhanded shade my way. Huh? Huh. I must be so oblivious, right? What the hell is going on? What is happening? This person definitely has my back. They're not a hater at all. They're not jealous. It's unbelievable. And then you'll walk away from this individual. You'll leave them in the dust. And you're the bad guy. You're an asshole. You're the asshole. Here's another quick story. Another dude I used to hang out with who would pledge their support via text. I knew it was bullshit. I didn't feel anything through the text. Plus, I hung out with them enough to know they were not supportive at all. They would just be one of these individuals who just ignored everything I was doing, playing it all down, right? So I was at this barbecue with this individual and somebody comes up to me and goes, oh, hey, how was the festival you went to? Because one of my movies got into this pretty sick festival. Obviously, this person didn't acknowledge it. Doesn't exist, right? No, doesn't exist. So this person at the barbecue comes up to me and asks me how everything went with the festival. I shit you not, the individual that claimed through text how much they supported me, this dude was humming to himself singing to himself while I was having this conversation with this other person about the festival I attended, literally singing to themselves to drown out the stuff I was talking about. They didn't want to hear. They couldn't hear my success. They were like, (laughs) I can't hear you drowning out the conversation. Like I'm just talking to this person about the festival and I could literally just hear from the corner of my ear, this other individual that's standing right next to us, humming to himself to drown out 
the conversation because he couldn't hear it. He couldn't listen to the good things happening for me. Yet, he's texting me how much he supports me. Yeah, he supports me so much. But he didn't at all. It was all a cover-up. And if you observe actions and not words, the truth will reveal itself. It's so childish. I mean, this is the caliber of some of the people I was dealing with. And that's just one example. Who does that? That's somebody that needs serious psychological help. Like a child sticking their fingers in their ears. La, 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 la. I don't hear you. I don't hear you. (laughs) And that person expects me to take them seriously as a friend. It's crazy, man. Crazy. Here's one more story involving this individual. This is the level of disrespect I allowed in my life over the years. So this individual asks me to make him a logo, right? To design him a logo for his company. So I put hours of my time into making this dude's logo. I even told him, you don't have to pay me. I'll do it for free. Being a good friend, right? So I make this logo for this guy. I send it over to him. No response. Doesn't say anything. It was the exact design he described to me that he wanted, by the way. Couple days later, I'm on Instagram and I don't know if he hired somebody else or did it himself, posts his other logo. Clearly a mind game, clearly a devaluation tactic to make me feel like I'm not talented enough to make the logo that he wanted. He could have been like, hey, I need this adjustment. Because I literally said to him, here's a logo. If you need me to make any adjustments, I'll do it for free. No problem. Says nothing. Nothing. And then post that logo himself, clearly trying to make me feel bad about my creativity, trying to be like, I'm more creative. I made this myself. It's better than what you did. Whatever. The, The disrespect to ask somebody to make you a logo, not to mention the person's putting hours of their time for free. They even tell you, I'll do it for you for free. To have the audacity to not even have the common courtesy to even give that person a response. This person pursued me. I didn't go up to them and go, hey, let me make you a logo. They came to me. The audacity. (laughs) It's just unprecedented. That's a narcissist. An entitled, selfish asshole. Anybody with self-respect would have cut that mother effort out of their life on the spot. If I would have went to this dude's house, walked up to him and just hooked him across the face and knocked him out clean, I would have been 100% justified because the level of disrespect is just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. At the very least, you could say, hey man, I'm going in a different direction. Thanks though. Didn't even get a thank you. I said I would do it for free. I was kind to this person. But obviously, they're so jealous and full of hatred and competitive towards me that they had to mess with me any way they could. See ya. And the craziest part is that when you cut somebody off like this, 
there's a very, very high chance they're telling everybody around them that you're the problem. You're the asshole. So people around them think you're the bad guy. Oh, you ghosted them. What a asshole. What a selfish asshole. Not knowing that your ghosting was 100% justified. Thanks for giving me your free time just because I want to mess with you. That's exactly what it was. Trying to make me feel bad. That's the extent people will go to to make you feel bad, to mess with you. This is the level of disrespect I took from individuals over the years. They're all losers. They're all bums. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. Who does that? Who does it? That is so evil. That is evil bullshit. And this same dude pretends like he's a good guy because I'm sure he didn't go around telling everybody, hey, I asked this guy to make a logo for me, completely wasted his time and messed with him. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's all a game to these type of people. They'll just mess with your life and time and it's all, ha ha, I got you. That's how they are. (laughs) They're deranged, effed up people. Just completely taken for granted. I mean, I've had multiple people ask me to design something, produce something. And every single time somebody I know, I've told them, I'll do it for free. No problem. I'll hook you up. It's genuinely not a problem to me. I don't need your money. How many people do you know in your life at this moment that you could just call up and be like, hey man, can you give me a couple hours of your time for free and help me out? How many people do you know in your life that you could just call like that? Just completely taken for granted. It's unbelievable. These people obviously didn't get spanked enough when they were kids. Like they deserve as adults to get spanked. It's bad parenting. Their parents are probably like this. That's how it happens. It just gets passed down. That or they got spoiled too much. I don't know what it was. There's just no common courtesy. It's pathetic. You don't think I realize I deserve better than that? Come on now. This is like a 30-year-old man acting like this. I wouldn't even call them a man. I would call them a child because that's what they are, a child in an adult body, which is what narcissists are, but we'll get to that later. I mean, it's just, (laughs) it's so weird, man. It's just a weird behavior. It really is. And this dude had such a obsessive, weird, clingy, needy energy. That is an energy vampire, a 50-50 person. You want to stay away from 50-50 people. They love you and they hate you at the same time. Fuck people like that. I want somebody that's all in. They're just energy vampires. They just want your energy. They want to get around you just to suck your energy dry, fill themselves up make themselves feel better about themselves, could care less about filling up your cup. It's all about them. They don't care about you at all. Your energy though is fresh, like blood. They're just sniffing it. Tastes so good. That fresh, fresh energy that you supply. You got to watch out for people who try to force their friendship upon you. Real healthy friendships, they just flow. They're just organic. But people like this, they get all clingy and it's not healthy. And they'll try to convince you that you guys are friends and you guys have things in common. 
nobody should have to give you a sales pitch on their friendship. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's supposed to flow like the river. It's supposed to be natural. Somebody who's trying to sell you something, that's a red flag. I've had people do this. We as humans are attracted to people that we have things in common with. Energy vampires, narcissists, toxic individuals will fake commonalities with you, basically manipulate you into being attracted to them by faking that they enjoy the same things you do, only with the intention of you getting in their orbit so they can extract your energy. It's sick. It's dark manipulation. It's witchcraft. The word witchcraft might sound goofy or superstitious, but it's actually just another word for manipulation. Somebody lying to you or doing deceitful shit to get what they want from you. That's witchcraft. It's like a spell. They, they put a, it's a form of dark magic on your mind to get their way with you. You know Jafar in Aladdin, how he has that staff that basically he uses to manipulate people's minds? The snake staff that he uses, which is actually symbolism for his character. He uses the staff to get Jasmine to fall in love with him instead of going about business in a normal and organic way. He has to do magic and manipulation to get what he wants. These toxic individuals will try to attach to you in any way they can, even if it's unhealthy. And it is unhealthy 99% of the time because it's not natural. It's not real. It's manufactured. They're trying to force a connection with you. They're very in your grill, in your world. They force their will on you. It's just really weird, man. It's really weird. Hey, you see me? I'm here. I'm over here. I'm over here. You see me? I'm your friend. I'm here. I'm here. It's like that energy. Go away. You know, I'm trying to be polite here, but you want me to get angry. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're just pushing me away. That's all it's doing. It's just pushing me further away. Who's attracted to a clingy, obsessive person? It's not good for your health at all. It's too overbearing. I know there's listeners who've had this exact same experience with somebody. They know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, man, these people are not good. They are not good for your soul. They are energy vampires. They want you to fill up their cup with your energy. I was involved in these friendships where I was filling up their cups And while doing this, I was feeling less energized. My cup was being drained. There was no reciprocation. I'd be feeding them with compliments, emotional support. Oh, you got this. You got this. Feedback. Things that they should do to be better. For me, they'd give me nothing. Breadcrumbs at best. They would act like my shit's not good. I'm feeding this person. I'm the one in the situation with the actual serious potential and talent. 
And I'm feeding this mother effer, gassing them up. They're not giving me anything in return. Not that I need it, but it was a one-sided transaction. They would just not even acknowledge any of my shit, downplay it all. Meanwhile, I'm supporting them, giving them confidence, boosting their ego, and they're just loving it. So I'm filling their cup up while they are draining mine. I'm giving them my energy, just feeding them. They never offer real encouragement, real support, real feedback. They'd give me nothing, nothing. And I accepted that. I accepted the breadcrumbs. And the only people that accept breadcrumbs from individuals in these relationships and friendships are people that don't see their true worth. That's a fact. Not anymore. I deserve better. You deserve better. I know I deserve better than some bum like that. Gonna try to act like my shit. My hard work isn't good enough. Go fuck yourself, bro. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) You know? Cut off the fuel supply. It's over. People like this have serious issues. They just want to compete with you and be better than you. (laughs) They will try talking to you like you're their inferior, like you're not as smart as them, like you're not on their level. When in reality, they can't touch you with a 10-foot pole and they know this, but they got to make you think it's not that way, but it is that way because they have an inferiority complex and they need help. And they're actually threatened by you. And out of this fear, they had to assert their dominance, their fake dominance over you because you're a threat to their fragile ego. The amount of people that have talked to me like I'm their (laughs) dumb child or something. It's like I'm sitting there with all these results, right? I got more results than all these individuals combined. And they're talking to me like I'm not on their level. I'm sitting there with all this hard work, these awesome results. They're doing nothing. And they know they're doing nothing. And they're trying to talk to me like, pay attention, kid. Let the big boys talk. (laughs) You know what I mean? These individuals don't have the balls or brains to do what you're doing, but they'll talk to you like you're not on their level. You're not smart. You're not as smart as they are. They're smarter than you. They're better than you. You're grinding behind the scenes, blood, sweat, and tears, doing things that they have no balls to do ever, putting yourself out there. Being creative, doing things that they don't have the brains to do either. And they're going to sit there and talk to you, try to downplay you as a person, trying to manipulate you, trying to gaslight you into thinking you're not on their level. It's just really, really crazy, man. And I don't see things this way. I don't go around thinking I'm better than everybody, thinking I'm better than people. I don't see things that way at all, literally at all. I'm cool with everybody if they're cool towards me. 
It doesn't matter what they're doing or not doing. I couldn't give less of a fuck, to be honest. But people like this bring out these thoughts in you. They bring out the worst in you. It's like they're begging you to put them in their place. It's crazy. But they want to be better than you so badly that they try to convince themselves and you that they are better than you without putting in any of the work. They just try to talk their dominance over you into existence. If you're somebody that's behind the scenes, sacrificing, putting in all the work and the hours every day, just grinding behind the scenes, and then somebody like this who does nothing, who fingers their own asshole on a daily basis, tries talking to you like you're their student, it's going to piss you off. You're going to get annoyed. I'm putting in a lot of effort over here. You're not doing anything. Who the fuck are you talking to? (laughs) They wouldn't last a single day in your shoes. Think about the beginning of the journey. You're putting in all those hours. You're not getting paid for a jack shit. Every day, every month, every year, putting in all those hours. You're not getting paid a single thing. You're putting in all those hours on faith and faith alone. You have no idea what the fuck's going to happen what your future entails. You're going in there raw. The future is unknown. It's scary, man. It's a risk. You're taking a risk. You have balls. Titanium-laced balls. You think these people, these individuals would last doing any of this? They can't even start. That's why they act weird towards you. Because they know they can't. They know they don't have the willpower. They would give up immediately because they want those quick results they want those quick results we all want those quick re- we all want those quick results but that's just not reality the best things in life come with deep struggle it's fucking hard if you're a motivated person you're just not going to mesh with somebody who isn't motivated eventually they're going to feel some type of way towards you And if they're acting weird towards you at the beginning of the journey, that's a bad sign. That's a red flag. If they act weird towards you at the beginning of the journey, how do you think they're going to act when you get to that higher level? It's not going to be good. They like don't want to see you succeed. Like they want to attach themselves to you just in case you succeed, but they don't actually want to support you, but they'll latch on and they'll try to keep themselves in your life just in case they can reap the benefits, just in case you make it, just in case you make it so that they can reap the benefits or they will just latch on just to sabotage you, possibly destroy your dream, hurt you in some way, deplete you of your energy, whatever they can do to stop you from fulfilling your destiny, they will try to do. They want to make sure you don't get to where you want to go by trying to make you feel like it's something you can't do or you're not somebody who's capable of doing the things you want to do. It's evil, man. It's really evil. And while they are secretly conspiring against you, they are 
doing a really good job of appearing as somebody that means well to your life, somebody that is an actual friend. They are able to really mask their true intentions. And these people tend to be very, very nosy too. They act like they don't care about what you're doing, but at the same time, behind the scenes, they are obsessed with all of your moves. They're watching you behind closed doors intently. But on the surface, in front of you, they'll act like they don't care, but they care very, very deeply. And these type of people, if you move in silence with these people, if you don't give them information about what you're doing and what's going on with your life, you actually hold real estate in these people's heads. They are low-key losing their minds over not knowing what you're up to. They're obviously not going to say to you, yeah, I'm losing my mind over not knowing what you're up to. But behind the scenes... (laughs) What, what what are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> Losing their minds. You'll be getting weird vibes from these people. They'll give you these clues, these subtle clues that if you pick up on, you'll realize they are very obsessive behind the scenes in a toxic way. They'll be asking you these questions, these covert intel gathering questions that are disguised as friendly questions, but they're just trying to get information about what's going on with you. Say you're moving in silence and you're on this road, you're trying to succeed. You're not telling any of these individuals anything that's going on with you on your journey. Good things could be happening for you. Bad things could be happening for you, but they have no clue. So they're freaking out behind the scenes because they want to know, oh, is this person succeeding? Did they do it? Are they failing? What's going on? But if you give them nothing, they have no clue what the fuck is happening. They're very confused, losing their minds. So they want to do some subtle, covert detective work with you, disguised as friendly questions to find out what's going on in your life. And none of this stuff has good intent behind it. Their intentions are not good towards you when they're asking you these questions. Because there are people like this who are very, very nosy and want to know everything about what you're doing. They want to keep tabs on you. And when you cut that information supply off and just give them nothing, these nosy ass people will lose their minds. They'll be trying to do intel gathering. They'll be talking to your family members. They'll try to find out what's going on with you behind the scenes. It's deranged, literally obsessing over you. You know, a lot of the problem with society today, a lot of people's problems stem from paying attention to other people's lives more than their own. Social media is very dangerous in this regard. The amount of people that will be scrolling through social media hours upon hours, watching other people's lives, observing other people's lives. All that time they waste paying attention to other people, all those hours they waste that they could use on themselves, they'd be killing it if they stopped wasting their time watching other people's lives and use that time 
in a productive way. It's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. And the whole point of this episode and why it's so important is to educate all of you on these individuals and how they exist everywhere. They're all over the place. And how covert and sneaky and deceptive they can be where you don't even know that they are not for you. You don't even realize that they're your enemy in disguise because they're so good at wearing the mask and disguising themselves. But if you really observe their behavior and the patterns, it's all about observing patterns in people. You can tell who's not for you and who is really genuinely for you. And you have to understand this. And this is really, really important, ladies and gentlemen. There are people in your life that will pretend to like you. They don't actually like you, but they'll literally hang out with you, not because they like you, but because they like your energy. They crave your energy. Your energy is potent to these individuals. They don't actually care about you. They don't like you, but your energy makes them feel better about themselves. And they'll waste their time. They'll hang out with you. They don't actually like you, but they'll hang out with you because they like your energy. You give them an ego boost. It's not about you. It's about them. It's never about you. It's about what you can do for them. And I can guarantee every listener that you have at least one individual like this in your life. You may even be this individual. This is a serious topic, ladies and gentlemen, because this could really save lives. Individuals like this are very dangerous to your health, your future, your dreams. So this episode really is important because you can get 10 steps ahead of these individuals because they are 10 steps ahead of people that are oblivious to their ways and who they really are. They've wasted 10, 20, 30, their entire lives in these narcissistic friendships and relationships. Narcissistic people literally fuck up your mind on a fundamental level. Doctors have done brain scans on abuse victims and they literally saw brain damage that was caused from the abuse. So these people are very, very dangerous, guys. Very dangerous. And the sad thing is a lot of these victims don't even figure out that they're with a narcissist before it's too late. They just become a shell of themselves. It's sad. Imagine being in a relationship or being married to somebody for decades and then finding out decades later that this person didn't actually care about you and that they were just wearing this mask and there was no actual substance to the relationship or friendship. You were just used. You were narked by a narcissist. And this is very common. This happens all over the place. Much more than you think. I can guarantee you every listener listening to this right now has at least one individual like this in their life. They are either married to, dating, or friends with somebody like this. They are pretending to like you. They are pretending to be for you all for personal gain. This happened to me, guys. <laughs> when I realized who this person really was and what they were really about, 
Like once they knew they had me, the bullshit and the mind games immediately started happening. Once they knew I was invested, it was game on. I got caught in the spider's web. Strange Tide Productions couldn't have written a more insane plot twist. It was such a shocking revelation. You have no idea. It was like, wow, I thought you were a good person. I guess I was very, very wrong. (laughs) You know? Somebody who I thought was marriage material, somebody who I thought was an angel that I actually really liked, it turned out was just faking it. And that was an insane reality. And it fucked with my perception for a little while. It was like, if this person who I saw as an angel, a good person, somebody with a good heart, somebody who I had no inkling was like this, could turn out to be like this, who the fuck is real and who is fake around me? You know, I had no idea what the hell was happening. Felt like fucking Mark Wahlberg in The Happening. Confused beyond all comprehension. (laughs) You know that one extreme close-up shot of Mark Wahlberg and he's standing in the field and his eyes are going all over the place and he's like, hold on, hold on. Let me just think about this. Let me think about this. (laughs) Is this really happening? Is it? And he's like looking into the camera. It's a really funny shot and he's in complete mental disarray. That was my brain after this experience with this person. You have no idea, but that was the whole point for them. That's what they wanted. The confusion. It's all part of the game. It was like everything seemed to be going really well. And then it just plummeted off a cliff out of nowhere. It was so weird. So bizarre. The experience was so bizarre, man. And I know I'm not delusional because I would read people's stories and they had similar accounts and they would describe it the same way. Everything was going good. And then in a second, a split moment, it just derailed and they were just left in complete confusion and bizarro land. You're used to this one person who's pleasant to deal with. And then in a split second, they're peeling off their mask and it's somebody you didn't sign up for. But what's underneath the mask is who they actually are. But the entire time you thought the mask was the real person. It's a mind fuck. And once you see it, Once you see who they really are, you can't unsee it. My perception of this person went from being, wow, they are beautiful inside and out, to immediately being like, wow, they are repulsive. I am repulsed by this person. Just like that. (laughs) I went from being excited to see them to I never want to see them ever again. I have no plans on ever dealing with them ever again. I no longer see the illusion the person they were pretending to be, I now see them for who they really are. And that's something you can't forget. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's just crazy, man. It's crazy. And I'm just like, I've got no time for this, man. 
what the hell? I'm 33 years old. Dealing with bullshit like this? What the hell, man? This is high school shit. Why are you acting like this? <laughs> it was a feeling of what the hell was the point of any of that? You know what I mean? Why did this even happen? It was just the biggest waste of time imaginable. <laughs> it really was. And the really good covert narcs, they put on the sweetest, cutest persona imaginable. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. They'll put up this fake persona and the persona they put up is so lovable. But it's not real. It's an illusion. It's fake. They make you feel like there's an actual connection and that there's chemistry. They're really good at doing that. You think it's real. They know it's fake. They're just messing with you. You think it's all real, but you're just in a game. It's all a setup, man. It's all a setup for your destruction. These people prey on the unaware and clueless individuals, people that have no idea that these individuals actually exist in this world. They also prey on good people. They love empaths. Empaths are like that light at night that attracts insects. That's what an empath is to a narcissist. So a lot of empathetic people will attract narcissists into their lives. But they don't really know what they're dealing with unless they know about narcissism. They see good and empathetic people as an opportunity. They see kindness as a weakness that they want to exploit. So they will see a good person who's kind of naive and oblivious and be like, all right, all right, I got some fresh meat over here. Perfect opportunity to feast. Because the good person, the empathetic person is empathetic. So they're going to they're going to look past the narcissist's flaws and accept them for as long as they can. So the narcissist will extract the good person's resources as much as they can. They love good people. They completely take good people for granted. Completely. People that are like this that see good and kind people and have this predator mindset towards them, they deserve a steel chair to the head. And that's me being generous. Absolute clowns, these people are. Complete clowns. Just trash human beings is really all they are. Trash. Let me tell you something. A lot of these female narcs are very, very attractive individuals. These 10 out of 10 narcissistic females are so unbelievably dangerous. Very, very dangerous individuals. They could just point to any dude they want. If you have some 10 out of 10 female, if you're a dude, and they're just walking up to you, putting on the charm, being lovable, you're going to fall into the trap. You're not going to be like, oh, this person's sketchy. Dudes are dogs, man. 
a lot of these dudes are straight up dogs, immediately invested, and they have no idea they're signing up for this fun house of pain and misery. And it's so easy for these individuals to lure in these victims when they're that attractive. And what this person didn't realize was that I was researching their behavior in the middle of dealing with them. So I was catching on because once the love bomb ended and the bullshit came in, I have a very analytical brain and I obviously am obsessed with psychology. So I'm literally researching this person's behavior because it was confusing the living hell out of me. (laughs) Which, by the way, they don't expect the people they're toying with to do stuff like this, to actually research their behavior. They don't want to be figured out. That's the narc's biggest fear, exposure, and abandonment. So they don't expect you, they don't expect their victims to be researching what they're doing on Google. They messed with the wrong one, unfortunately. But if you were to bring this up to them, that you were researching their behavior and you figured them out, it would be quite the revelation to them. They'd be like, wow, this one is really smart. And then they would get the hell out of Dodge and you'd never hear from them again. They would just vanish because you figured them out. Game over. So this person's tactics didn't affect me as much as it would affect somebody who had no idea about these people and what they do. It still hurt. It was still painful because it was so shocking. But towards the end of the situation, I was kind of sitting back, observing their behavior and knowing why they were doing what they were doing, what they were doing. They didn't know this. So when they were doing these tactics, because everything they do is designed to make you feel bad about yourself, to not feel good enough, I knew the stuff they were doing was with the intent of hurting me. So it made it less painful, but it was still annoying as fuck. I'm just sitting back like, wow, this is shocking. You are a crazy person. I'm going to get into this later, but let's put it this way. Narcissists love using social media to their advantage. And they use this certain tactic called triangulation, which is the dirtiest tactic imaginable. Like I said, I'm going to get into that later. I knew what was happening. But narcissists are very covert with their bullshit. They're obviously not going to tell everybody that they're doing the stuff they're doing with bad intentions, but I knew what they were doing. So I would be asking questions on Google about their behavior, doing research. And this is actually how a lot of people who experience narcissistic abuse and these type of people, this is how they discover it a lot of the time. They will go on YouTube or type into Google questions and inquire on what's going on with these people. And this is how they come across the discovery of narcissistic people and their ways. Narcissistic personality disorder. And it's fucking shocking. 
I was in this one forum reading people's experiences and at least five people referred to it as feeling like they were in the twilight zone, their experience with the narc. And that's exactly how my, that was the best description for my experience. It felt like being in the twilight zone. And then I go into this forum and like multiple people are using the same exact phrase to describe their experience. These people all run on the same program. It's insane. They all do the same exact shit. It's like they have a hive mind where you'll be talking to 10 individual narcs, but it feels like you're talking to the same exact person, but separated into different physical entities. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then the more I was reading up about it, it was blowing my mind. It was like taking the red pill. It was opening my eyes to this other reality. Learning this stuff has completely shifted my perception of people for good and in a good way. Like I don't see everybody as a narcissist or evil, but I'm much more in tune and aware of the people I'm dealing with. The veil is no longer over my eyes where I'm like just oblivious to people. I am much more in tune of people. I respect myself more. I value my time a lot more because these people are time wasters. They want to just waste your time. Like I said, people have been married to these individuals for decades. And think of all that time wasted when they could have been with somebody who actually cares and who is deserving of their time. And that's what makes me sad is like the amount of good-hearted people that have just wasted decades of their lives with people like this is astounding. You would think good karma would come towards these good-hearted people's ways but it's just not the case at all. They get bent over by the universe and it's just not fair at all. The crazy thing is that the people that are getting abused, you wouldn't even know they're getting abused because it's all happening behind closed doors. So their situation with the narcissist will actually look like on the surface, a loving relationship, but it couldn't be any further from the truth. I can't even tell you how many stories I've read where the person who was experiencing the abuse would talk about how all their friends and family would be like, wow, you guys have such a dream relationship. The American dream, you know? And they would be like, I was living in a complete nightmare, but nobody had a clue. Narcissists are very, very deceptive people. They are not even remotely close to what they appear to be on the surface. They have no actual identity or personality. They're empty vessels. You're looking into a narcissist's eyes and there's nobody home. They have no soul. They have no empathy. They are the closest thing to a real life zombie. They are the walking dead. And they hate the living. They want to take the souls of the living. They are soul collectors. They're basically robots. They're like the T-1000 from Terminator. The cop. How he would pretend to be a good guy. But he was really a fucking cyborg sent from the future to kill everybody. And he would just mold his personality to whoever he was dealing with. 
narcissists don't actually have empathy. They have cognitive empathy, which means they observe other human beings and they watch all these movies and TV shows and they replicate what empathetic actions look like to look like a normal human being. They don't actually feel these things, but they use these things in real life to appear like they have empathy, but they don't. So they'll watch movies or they will watch an empathetic person's actions and they'll be saying to themselves, oh, okay, so that's how to say thank you. That's how to, that's how to be nice to somebody. I could use this to my advantage. It's scary shit. They're soul collectors like Shang Tsung for Mortal Kombat. They just find certain personality traits that they like and use them for their own. When you see a narcissist, you're seeing the manifestation of multiple personalities in one physical entity. It's creepy, man. It's fucking creepy. No empathy, no love. They can't love anybody. Everybody is just a source of supply to a narcissist. A source of energy to fill up their cup that can't be filled. They're insatiable. Loving a narcissist is like pouring water into a cup with a hole underneath it. They don't see human beings as people with feelings and emotions. They see people as objects to play with, toys to play with, opportunities, and they need people to function at all. They barely function as is, but they need people and their fuel sources and that validation. That's why they do the things they do, because they don't see you as a person with feelings. Every narcissistic friendship or relationship has an expiration date, and they know this. They always keep this in mind. It never ends well. It could take 10 years, 20 years. It always ends not good and not in a normal and not in a normal way. It's never just a normal ending with a narc. It's very confusing and torturous and makes no sense at all. And they just sit back with their popcorn, lounging back, observing the chaos. <laughs> That's really what it is. Watching how you're reacting. They do things purposely just to see how you react. They'll mess with your head, sit back, and just watch how you react. Like these little tests and games. They want you to think about them. They want to get in your head and take up real estate in your head for no effing reason. They are very, very deranged people. And your negative reaction to their bullshit gives them life, gives them fuel, gives them validation. Oh, this person's losing their mind over me. I must be so great. They're getting off to your pain. They're loving it. The worse you react, the better it is for them. The more fuel you're giving them. People only play mind games with you if they see you as somebody out of their league or above them. It doesn't come from somebody that knows their value and their worth and has confidence in themselves. 
it comes from people the opposite. Very, very insecure people, fearful people, people that have a inferiority complex towards you. Narcissists are deeply, deeply, deeply insecure people on a pathological, insane level. They're very good at looking like they have their shit together, but underneath that bravado is somebody that is deeply, deeply, deeply insecure. They will play all these mind games to make you feel like you're not on the level you're actually on, to feel like you're not as good as you actually are. So they will play these subtle little mind games, which by the way, at the very beginning of the entanglement with these people, the mind games are very, very subtle because they are testing their boundaries with you. They are trying to push the limit and hitting certain buttons to see what works and what doesn't work. They're basically experimenting with you. Doing this really under the radar shit because if the mind games were completely in your face, it would be obvious what they're doing so you wouldn't deal with them. So they do really sneaky under the radar shit, which is the most dangerous because it's the subtle stuff that really messes with you. Because if it's coming from somebody that you actually care about and is on the surface a good person to you, the mind games are going to be more impactful as opposed to the asshole. You just know that person's an asshole. They've already made that known. There's no hiding that. They're just who they are. Oh, they're just doing asshole things, you know? But the person that puts on the act of a genuine good person, they're very, very slick with their games. They tiptoe that line perfectly between being your friend and being your enemy. And they are actually your enemy, but they blend the line really well. They do all these mind games to fuck with you, to make you lose confidence to feel less than, to feel less talented. They will try to dumb you down as much as they can through subtle manipulation tactics and other deceptive bullshit so that you sink down to their level and deal with them. Because if you knew your actual value and worth, you wouldn't give them a second of your time. They know your worth. They know your potential. They know you're a good person. They know you're the ideal partner, but they can't let you know any of this because they need that power over you. The narcissist wants to be you. What they want to do is they want to suck your energy and fill themselves up with your energy. They want to absorb your traits and become you. But then they realize that they can't become you. It's just another character they're playing. And then that's when it's destruction time. That's where they want to destroy you. They hate that you're liked by people for being yourself. You don't have to wear a mask. And they do. They have to wear this mask, this fake mask. They have to be somebody they're not to get superficial love from people. But you don't. You're just naturally genuine. You're organic. They're not, and they hate you for that. They really, really want to destroy you. Narcissists don't settle with high-value individuals. 
Uh, they settle with clueless individuals, simps, codependents, people who need other people to feel fulfilled, doormats. So they don't settle for somebody that actually has confidence and understands their own worth and value. So they will see somebody who's high value and they will really lay on the mind games to create the confusion so that you dumb yourself down and basically sink to their level. They want the high value person, but their fear of abandonment is so intense that they can't let you get too close. They don't want you to see who they really are because they know you'll leave them. They want you, but they have to play these mind games to put the veil over your eyes so you don't see them for who they really are. And that's why they purposely sabotage situations with high value people because they know eventually they're just going to get destroyed by this person because eventually they're going to figure them out because they're not dumbasses and they're just going to get abandoned. So they will sabotage a good thing before it gets too serious because that's how afraid they are of being abandoned. They know it's going to come eventually because when the mask comes off, you're going to be like, ugh, I'm good. And what they really want to do, because they're jealous of you, they want to break you down to the point where you even feel less than them and you look up to them. But if you saw your own value and worth, you blow these people completely out of the water. It's not even close. Not even close. And deep down, they know that. Hence the mind games. The moment you realize your worth and self-value is a moment it's over for them. They don't want you to know that you're more valuable than you actually are because they know that they don't deserve you, but they want to make it seem like you don't deserve them. It's fucking crazy. They don't want you to have that aha moment where you realize that you deserve so much better than them. They don't want you to realize that you deserve better friends. They don't want you to realize that you deserve better. So they have to break you down as much as they can. There are narcissistic females that would literally disqualify me as a dating prospect if they knew I couldn't be controlled. They would disqualify me immediately because they can't control me. I could hit all these check marks, loyalty, respect, wealth, kind, all these check marks. But if I can't be controlled, they're out. Oh, I can't control you? Yeah, I'm out. This is not going to work. Sorry. And then they'll do whatever they can to punish you, to make you feel bad because you won't let them run game on you. And then they'll go settle for some simp downgrade that they don't really want, who they can just abuse, control their own personal human slave, somebody with no self-respect and no boundaries. Let me tell you something. These individuals that allow themselves to be under the control 
of a significant other, a friend. These people do not live happy lives. They are miserable, ladies and gentlemen, burning in the fires of Inferno, of Inferno, razor hot flames of despair these people are living in. Nobody, I don't care what anybody tells you, nobody's happy (laughs) being under the control of another human being. Unless there's some fetish or some weird thing where a person gets turned on by being under somebody's control. I choose freedom. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No female or male (laughs) is worth that life where you're living under somebody else's terms. That is not love, guys. That is not love. That is you getting used to fill somebody else's cup. And what's hilarious is that these dudes will be like, that's the marriage life for you. (laughs) Yeah, toxic, psychotic one. (laughs) Not a healthy one. That's not a healthy relationship dynamic. Anybody that says that's healthy is just a fucked up. They have no clue. They're clueless. You know how many relationships exist like this? It would blow your mind. They have to answer to this person that they're dating or friends with or married to. Are you fucking kidding me, man? Like I said, I'm choosing freedom. I don't know how that's worth it. I'd rather be fucking single, lonely for the rest of my existence then live that life being under somebody's control. What is you doing? What is you doing? And these people will pretend like they're happy. That's what's so fucked up. Hey, Phil, how's everything going? Oh, it's great, man. I just, you know, I'm getting controlled a lot by my wife. Everything's awesome. You know, I have a bedtime. It's awesome, man. It's great. Oh, nice. What are you up to this weekend? Oh, you know, I'm just crossing my fingers, hoping my wife lets me go hang out with my friends tomorrow. The usual, you know, so awesome. I love my life. (laughs) How is it possible? I just, there's no way. Maybe there's a fetish where people love being just under somebody's control. I don't know. That could be a real thing. I just, it's unfathomable. It just, it just makes no sense <laughs> from my side of the fence. I can understand there's some situations where say you're going somewhere with your friends and you're like, hey, babe, can you hold it down with the kids while I'm out? Stuff like that. As opposed to you being like, hey, babe, you're going to hold down the kids tonight and you're going to like it. You got me? <laughs> That's where it is. <laughs> That's usually that's that's usually the abusive person. I'm laughing so hard because I've been watching this. I've been watching this show on Discovery Plus, which is amazing, called Evil Lives Here. And if you've ever seen those shitty 
true crime shows where they're awesome, but the acting, they do like the they do the reenactment scenes and the acting is so bad and they act like that where they're just like unintentional comedy. <laughs> I will say this. It's insane how unbelievably weak the modern generations are. My mom used to watch four boys by herself while my dad was out putting in all these hours to build up his company by herself. And then you have these females nowadays who they won't even let their husbands go out for a couple of hours to hang out with their friends. They'll use the kids to like control their husbands and be like, stay here and take care of the kids with me. My mom used to watch four boys by herself (laughs) while my dad did his thing. It's just unbelievable. It's just so weak, man. Oh, wait. Quick story before I continue. This is in relation to the actors in those true crime shows that I was referencing before. This actually happened this past summer. It's actually funny and crazy at the same time. So I receive a DM from this actor, right? He goes, so when are we working together, Bill? I guess he saw my movies and was interested in working with me. I'm down the shore watching this discovery show called A Haunting. If you've ever seen A Haunting, it's about ghost stories and demon stories. It's obviously all over-exaggerated stuff, but... It's entertaining to me. It's very similar to the true crime shows where they have the actual crime and then they do the reenactments with the actors. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching this episode of A Haunting and I recognize one of the actors. I'm like, wait a minute. So I go into Instagram and I open up the Instagram profile of the actor that DM'd me. And it was the same effing guy. The odds of me watching this episode, because each case and story and episode uses different actors. So the odds of me watching this one particular episode with the same exact actor that DM'd me, unbelievable. And I'm just sitting there in absolute shock. I'm like, what are the odds I haven't watched a haunting? in a long, long time prior to watching this episode. I used to watch it a lot back in the day when I was a lot younger. So like the chances of me sitting down at the couch, watching this episode at that particular moment, and that guy's face popping up on the screen, it was quite the mindfuck. Days after he DM'd me, it was so... Crazy. It was ridiculous. It was hilarious, man. It was hilarious. I'm going to my family. Oh my God, this guy DM'd me the other day. Look at this. And we're looking at the profile picture and his account, and it was the same exact guy. Unreal. Anyway, back to talking about people who get controlled. They settle for this life of basically being this slave to another human being. And the sad thing is these individuals will pretend like they're happy. (laughs) You know? They'll be smiling. Everything's great. 
Meanwhile, it's not great. This is why you have to put yourself in a position to where you are a high value person because you're going to attract high value people. You know what I mean? And being high value is a mindset. Just because you're some rich person doesn't make you a high value person. High value people strive for success, but they also do it with kindness and empathy. They bring value to other people's lives. They make other people's lives better. They don't step on people. They're genuine and uplifting. They raise the bar for everybody around them, not just themselves. Let me give you an example. I'm sure every listener listening to this has seen Titanic, right? There's Jack Dawson, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, and then there's Cal, Billy Zane's character. Now in the middle is Rose. She's with Cal. Cal is very, very rich, very rich, but very, very abusive, treats Rose like shit. Rose is basically a shell of herself, very miserable being with Cal. On the other hand, there's Jack Dawson. Jack is poor physically. He doesn't have money. He struggles. But he's very rich internally. He has actual substance. Cal, on the other hand, has no substance. He's rich, yeah. He makes Rose's life easier in a physical sense, but she's not actually happy with Cal because Cal doesn't bring actual value to Rose's life. Jack, on the other hand, made Rose feel good about herself. Jack opened Rose's eyes to a world that Cal wasn't allowing her to see. Cal has a lot of money, though. They were on first class. He could buy his way out of any problem. He made her life easier financially. Now, guess who Rose chose in the end? Granted, it ended horrifically for Jack. (laughs) But Rose chose Jack because he was high value. Even after his death, he had an impact on Rose's life. She chose to live a more adventurous life. She chose to be herself to the fullest, something that she wasn't able to do with Cal. They show that at the end of the movie where old Rose is on her deathbed and it just shows all the pictures of her riding horses, flying airplanes, living life. Living a life with actual substance. She went from being this superficial person caring about appearances and status and looking powerful and having all these people around her to living a more authentic life. And Jack was the catalyst for this because he was high value. He showed her the light. He showed her, that's not the life you want to live. This is the life. This is what it's really about. Living in the moment. Authenticity. Leave this fake shit behind. 
rule with me, and I'm going to show you how to really live a life. And then I'm going to freeze to death in the North Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) And guess what? Cal, as described in the movie, ended up killing himself. The Titanic is brilliant, man. It's really brilliant. James Cameron's a genius. The whole dynamic with Cal and Leo. It's a perfect depiction of narcissistic abuse and all that good stuff. Now, just because Jack was poor in the moment, his high value mindset allowed room for him to one day be physically rich. So you're getting the best of both worlds from Jack. Now, this hypothetical applies to females and males. Say you have a choice between somebody like Cal. He's very, very rich, but he treats you like shit, abuses you, degrades you. Or you could choose Jack who's not rich now in the moment physically, he has room and potential to be rich one day, but he's going to make you feel really, really great from day one. He's going to make you feel awesome about life. He's going to uplift you as a person. If you choose Cal, you have serious issues (laughs) straight up. You need help because you're just choosing Cal for the money. And if you choose somebody that you know is going to treat you like shit, but they have all the money, baby, you need help. You're superficial and you're probably just as bad as Cal, to be honest. To me, it's an easy answer. I'm choosing the person that's going to treat me well and it's going to be a loving situation. There's no hidden agenda. It's genuine. What's disturbing is that more people would pick Cal than you think. They'd be like, oh, straight up, I'm taking the money. I don't care how they treat me. Fuck it. I'm going to use the shit out of Cal. Enjoy Jack, sucker. (laughs) You want to put yourself in a position where you're not getting used. These controlling, deceptive, using people are not high value people. They are low value. When you do the work, you put yourself in a position where you're high value, you're going to end up eventually with other high value individuals, people that are going to uplift you, support you, not be sneaky and deceptive and do weird mind games to get what they want from you, to use you, to suck your energy. They're going to be filling your energy up, high value people. They don't need other people to fill themselves up. Narcissists can't be alone. They just can't be alone. And people that need other people to regulate themselves are the most toxic, unhealthy individuals imaginable. When it comes to people that don't need other people to regulate themselves, they love their own company, they enjoy their own company, They make things happen 
in their own company by themselves, independent people like that. Those people are the people you want to be around because when they get involved with you, there's no agenda. They're not using you for anything because they're able to take care of business and take care of themselves. They're content and happy with themselves. People that need other people are going to be the snaky, deceptive, using type of person, the energy vampire type of person. Here's an example. I can go to bars by myself, movie theaters by myself, restaurants by myself. I've done all these things by myself. And guess what? I have a good time by myself doing these things. So if I was to ask some friends to hang out at any of these venues, restaurant, bar, movie theater, it's not like I'm using them for their company or using them for their resources. You know what I mean? Cuz I'm because I could do all these things by myself anyway, so it doesn't there's no agenda. I'm just hanging out with somebody that I actually like. If I'm hanging out with you, I like you. I'm not using you for anything. There's nothing I need from any of the people that I'm around. You know what I mean? To be honest, I'm at the point where I'm even happier by myself than when I'm with other people. And that's not a knock on the people I hang out with. I put myself in a position with the stuff I'm doing to where it's like, I am just on cloud nine. When I'm working on my shit, I'm in such a great place, man. I'm like loving life. My mind's constantly working. I'm invested in whatever project I'm working on. I'm not thinking about any of the drama and the bullshit that's going on around me. Any toxic individuals trying to get in my space and mess with me. I'm not even paying attention. I'm fucking locked into whatever I'm working on. So everything else is just a bonus. I don't need the family, the kids, the material things to feel great. It's all just a bonus. You know what I mean? Which is a great place to be. That's a healthy life. Not needing people. I don't need anybody in my life. I want certain people in my life. But the rest of the people that don't live this way, who need people's energy and they need to be around people at all times, those people are not to be trusted. They're not to be trusted. You got to like love people and be detached at the same time. You have to have the ability to walk away at any moment if the person you're dealing with starts disrespecting you or gets out of line. You want to put yourself in that position. Or if somebody walks out of your life, your entire existence doesn't crumble. You know, You're not in the fetal position of your shower crying yourself to sleep. Instead, you're like, well, it is what it is. Back to business, which makes you the most powerful person in the room, if you can do that with anybody. Oh, you want to act up? I love you, but adios. My cutoff game is elite, to be honest. Elite. I don't care if you're a lifelong friend. I don't care if you're family. If you start getting crazy, if you start acting disrespectful, if you start bringing your negative, bullshit, jealous vibes my way, it's cut off city, baby. 
It is cut off city. Please exit left of the building. You're done. We're done here. <laughs> it's over. I've got no time for it. Okay? I've got better things to do than hang out with some miserable fuck like you. Hey, that rhymed. And the crazy thing is, it doesn't have to be this way. I'm a chill person. I'm not bringing you any negative vibes. But you, you have an issue. You have a problem with me. And I can feel it. I can feel you have a problem with me. For some reason, I rile up your demons. We're just not a match. We're just not compatible. Wishing you all the best. This is what you have to do. You can't tolerate people's bullshit like this, man. You just can't. You want to live a healthy life? You want a healthy mind? You got to remove people like this out of your life, man. It's sad sometimes, but it's a necessary thing to do. You have to love certain people from a distance. That's the truth. Some people are just straight up pathologically jealous and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. So you might as well just walk away. Which, by the way, narcissists are pathologically jealous. We'll get into that. But yeah, you could buy a pair of shoes and there's people that will be angry at you for that. They'll be jealous of your shoes, which is psychotic because there's people that are actually jealous of you getting some inanimate object. Those people are just low IQ individuals. I'm sorry. They're just not smart people. They need help. Oh my God, you just got a new outfit or you got a new car. I'm pissed off at you. Oh, you are? That's cool. Go seek help. Go see a doctor. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. <laughs> it's pathetic. If someone's not treating you to the standard, the standard you deserve, you're giving them respect, but they're not reciprocating. You have every right to cut that person clean off. Don't feel bad about it. <laughs> Do not feel bad about it. You have every right to cut them off. Doesn't matter what history you have, friends, family, doesn't matter. Take your misery elsewhere and get the fuck away from me. I want nothing to do with you. They'll probably slander your name and paint you as a bad guy. Fuck them. Who cares? <laughs> Just keep doing your thing and the truth will reveal itself in time. You also have to put yourself in a position where nobody has leverage over you. And that coincides with the fact that you can walk away or cut people off at will. If you can do those things, nobody has leverage over you. But there's people that will try to do things to have leverage over you. They want to have leverage over you. Toxic individuals will buy you things or do huge favors for you not out of the kindness of their heart, but to have leverage over you so that they can use it against you later. Narcissists, toxic people, and energy vampires want you to need them because when they know you need them, that's when they have control over you. When you don't need anybody, 
you recognize what's happening and you walk away and it's over. That's it. It's done. There's nothing they can hold over your head. You're in control. What they don't want you to know is that they need you and you don't need them. They need you. You don't need them. But they want to gaslight you into thinking it's the opposite. Toxic individuals like this will be furious, furious with you if they know you don't need them. They want you, they want you to need them, but if they see that you can become successful without them, they lose their minds, which turns into hate. That's where they hate you. They want to destroy you. They want to destroy your life. They will start to disrespect you and try to fuck with you to make you think that you do need them. They'll try to dim your light or confidence so that you feel like, oh, I need this toxic individual in my life. I won't do anything without this person in my life. They'll brainwash you into thinking it's that way. The amount of people that have used me in this lifetime, it's pathetic. And you know what? I'm to blame because I let it happen. You always have a choice to not let the disrespect happen. And I let it happen, you know? But I've learned. And that is why you want to become the best version of yourself imaginable. And as you get better, you're going to weed out all these scoundrels in your life. Every single one of them. They'll reveal themselves eventually. Apply that pressure in terms of getting better. You'll see. They'll show themselves. They can't hide forever. You want to put yourself on such a wavelength that these people are just... They can't even touch you. They can't even talk to you. You want to be so far up the ladder that these people have no access to you. You're high value and you know this and they hate that you know this because now they know they have zero chance with you ever again. You see right through them. You have to become the best person you can be to live a healthy life and existence with healthy people or else you're going to be settling for individuals like this who want to control your life your existence. They want to know everything you're doing. Insanely insecure because of their fear of abandonment. They don't want you doing anything without them. You do something without them. They're messaging you the entire time you're there, wondering what's going on, but they can do whatever the fuck they want. You'll be out doing your thing. They'll be texting you problems, trying to ruin your time. That's real, man. These people, these controlling mother effers, are fucking lunatics. Just selfish assholes. Really, they really are just selfish, selfish people. Get a fucking grip, you know? Get a fucking grip. And what's truly funny is these people that are really controlling, they have this, I'm special, I deserve special treatment mindset. There's nothing special about any of these controlling, abusive people at all. Nothing, nothing. 
but they have this delusion that they deserve everything. But there's nothing to write home about with any of these people. They don't have actual confidence. They pretend they do, but they absolutely don't. Because confident people don't need to thrive on controlling others. They're just confident in themselves and things just flow in a healthy and non-chaotic manner. (laughs) They just think it's all about them and they're just using you. You're filling them up. They're doing nothing for you in return when you really think about it. If these people that are getting controlled actually broke down the benefits that they're actually receiving in the relationship or friendship, it would open their eyes. They'd be like, wow, what am I doing here? You know, it's just completely one sided. The amount of people that are in one sided relationships and friendships is just mind boggling, man. It's really mind boggling. And I've been in those situations where I would eventually realize what the hell is the point of any of this? I'm not a what's in it for me person, but it comes to a point where you're like, I'm getting nothing here in this situation, you know? (laughs) Nothing. If you're feeling unfulfilled in a situation with somebody, you're feeling unfulfilled. It's what it is. Trust that feeling. (laughs) Because somebody that's good for you is not going to make you feel that way. Period. You need to acknowledge what you're feeling and plan accordingly. (laughs) Get out of there. They could do whatever the hell they want to do. They could do anything they want to do. You don't give them a hard time. But you want to do one thing without them or do your own thing, it's a problem. They'll agree to let you do the thing you want to do and then they'll bring problems to you while you're doing the thing you're doing. It's all just a game. Oh, you want to do your own thing? Well, guess what? I'm going to make it a struggle. And you're going to think twice about ever wanting to do your own thing ever again. (laughs) That's what they're thinking. Controlling people don't actually care about the person they're controlling. You just feed their ego. They have this God complex where you're under their control and they're just laughing their asses off, feeling almighty. Look at this pitiful, weak human Bowing to my need. My minion. That's how they see it. You're not an actual human being to them. You're just... You're an idiot, really. (laughs) Look at this clown. Doesn't know his self-worth. Doesn't know her self-worth. They settle for this bullshit because they feel like that's all they deserve. They really don't see better on their horizon. And then they end up being miserable. With miserable lives, just miserable, miserable lives. Narcissists are masters of image perception. They are masters of illusion. So everything they do is from a, how do I look doing this point of view? They'll do a good deed. They'll ask themselves, okay, how do I look to other people around me doing this? Does this make me look like a good person? Does it make me look like a bad person? They don't do things from the feeling of their heart. It's like, it's all about how other people perceive them. That's all they care about. 
they'll be doing these favors for you. And all it is, is a cover up. They're not doing it to actually help you. It just makes them look good. You know, those people that will do a good deed and then they'll film themselves doing said good deed and then they'll post it on YouTube or social media. A lot of the times, that's a narcissist. If I did that, I'd have a highlight reel of videos. The amount of times I have given a homeless person money, every time the opportunity presents itself, I just feel bad. It just makes me feel fucking bad. Even if they use the money for crack, which is probably what they do, whenever the opportunity presents itself, I just... I'll throw him like $5, a dollar. One homeless guy I met was rocking a Dolphins hat. He was a Dolphins fan. He was one of those homeless people that don't ask you for anything. They're not in your face begging for money. He was just chilling there. So we had a conversation about the Dolphins. And I was like, you know what? I like this guy. Gave him $20, made his day. He was very happy to say the least and carried on with my life feeling good because that's what good deeds do. They make you feel good. The guy is a part of the Finns family. Can't just leave him out to dry. Come on, man. We can't do that. The homeless people that like stalk you and lurk in the shadows, being super creepy about wanting money. Those ones are kind of annoying, but I guess desperate times call for desperate measures. So I guess I don't blame them. Dude, you know you could just ask me for a dollar instead of just staring at me, peeking at me from behind the building, (laughs) waiting for me to leave the store so that you could ask for money. That's actually happened. Point being, I don't go around screaming from the rooftops to everybody that I give money to homeless people. I'm just using this as an example. Narcissists aren't doing good deeds unless there's people watching or if there's something in it for them. I actually had a roommate who I now realize is an arc. I'll never forget this. Me and my roommate were just chilling in my room talking about God knows what. I don't know how it got into this, but he goes... Why do you compliment people? He was dead serious. And I was just like, I don't know. I just like making people feel good about themselves. I guess. (laughs) And then he says, straight faced, not joking. That's weird because I don't do things for other people unless it benefits me. And then I chuckled with confusion and was like, so you're selfish? He's like, yeah, I guess. (laughs) Like, this is, these people don't live in reality. They're just like so lost. They have no concept of morals and like common courtesy and empathy. They have no empathy. So they don't understand human emotion because they don't have any. They're like robots. No empathy. 
I'm going to get into this later in the episode as we go deeper down the rabbit hole. It's going to get really, really dark. (laughs) Really dark. But yeah, they don't have empathy. They can't process human emotion like normal people do. They don't understand love. They don't understand any of this shit. So they have to present the false self and put on the show that they do understand these things, that they are normal. But none of these good deeds come from the heart. If there's an audience watching them, they'll do these good deeds to look like a good person. Whereas the good person just knows they're a good person and doesn't need to prove it to people around them. They just know. The narcissist isn't a good person, so they got to do things to look like a good person. So they will all come off super charming. A lot of them are popular, but they're just con artists. Frauds, phonies, make pretend individuals. Narcissists may be surrounded by people, but they don't actually have any friends. The reality isn't real. If you're not a real person, if you wear a mask, how do you possibly have real friends? They're friends with a mask. They're not actually friends with you, the real you. These narcissistic, fraudulent, phony individuals, a lot of the times are surrounded by all these people. You would see them on the surface and they have all these friends. They're so popular, right? But they're not their actual self. So they don't actually have, in reality, friends. There's no substance to any of it. Imagine how miserable that existence is. And these people are very, very miserable. Very miserable people. But on the surface, they obviously make it seem like it's all good. They live in a false reality. They live in this social media world where it's like everything is not real. They're fake with this person. So this other person's not living in reality either because they're friends with a fake person. Do you see how fucked up this all is? (laughs) Also, keep in mind, narcissists only sustain relationships with people of similar or the same caliber. So basically other narcissists. They can only dupe real and good people for so long. There's just no sustainability there. Narcissists don't have friends. They have minions. And they all just use each other. You know those very clicky stuck in high school type groups that are very superficial, no substance, very narcissistic, very fake. And they don't even like each other. They're in this one big group and they pretend to be a happy family and they don't even like each other. I used to hang out with a group of people like this. Hands down the phoniest group of people I've ever known in my entire life. And I'm not exaggerating. The phoniest. Not real by any stretch of the imagination. There wasn't a single person where I was like, wow, that person was so genuine and kind. (laughs) That's laughable. And like I said before, I know the difference between real energy and fake energy. I've been around plenty of genuine people and I've been around plenty of fake people. And it definitely wasn't real on that side of the fence. Let me tell you, not even close, not even close. And the funny thing is, I wasn't even remotely the only person that felt this way. So it's not just me judging 
you know? And guess what? The female that I was briefly entangled with that narked me out was a part of this friend group. And for a long time, I didn't want to get involved with this girl because I didn't want to get involved with that friend group again. I was making progress in my life and feeling good about myself. And I was like, I don't want to get involved with that again because if I because if I date this girl, I'm going to have to date her friends pretty much and be back where I was. But I was like, you know what? She's different. She's not like the rest. Yikes. Big yikes. So obviously my intuition was right from the jump. I felt like it was not a good decision, but I went against my intuition and got burned. Always trust your intuition, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Always trust your intuition. And you know what's also funny? You know the dude I was talking about before that was asking me why I compliment people and how he doesn't do things unless he's getting something in return? This dude was also a part of that friend group. So you see where I'm getting at when I'm saying that narcissists only sustain friendships and relationships with people of the similar or same caliber. Just so you understand, I'm not judging these people. Here's a story. This is when I was on the tail end of dealing with these people. I was on my way out. I was invested in Strange Tide Productions. I knew that's what I was going to pour my time into because I knew investing any time into these individuals was a complete waste because I knew it was a toxic and phony environment. I'm at a bar, right? I run into a couple of the people that were a part of that group. They're basically trying to recruit me at this point back into the group. They're like, what's going on? Why are you? What's going on? We miss you. Why are you doing your own thing and not hanging out with us anymore? Right? I'm like, listen, I'm doing my own thing. I am enjoying myself filming and doing all this stuff, right? Now, this group was composed of a group of dudes and a group of females. And they all hung out with each other. I forget how it got into this, but these females tell me straight to my face, yeah, we don't care about those guys. We care about you. We miss you. Right to my face telling me this. But they're such a happy family, right? They're taking all these pictures as a group, tighten it. It's all love, right? They're telling me right to my face that they don't care about these dudes that they pretend to be friends with. I'm sitting there. I didn't react. I was just like, in my mind, I'm like, wow. So I made an amazing decision. Best move I ever made. Jumping ship. And this is how it was. It was very, it was very backstabbing and no loyalty, just using each other for good times. That's all it was. So my instinct and my intuition was basically confirmed at that point. I'm like, yeah, they don't even care about each other. It's just like a fucking dumb situation, a waste of time. (laughs) And when you hang out with people like this enough, 
you start to become one of them. You start to inherit their traits. It's like a disease that just spreads. And they think their way of selfishness is the way. And it absolutely isn't. I have no idea if they hang out with each other to this day. No clue. Do I care? No, I don't at all. Hopefully they figure it out. You know, My mental health, my life literally skyrocketed when I stopped hanging out with these people and doing my own thing. Like I said, there's people in your life that are suppressing your potential and you don't even realize it. <laughs> when I'm hanging out with somebody, I want to know where I stand. But when you're hanging out with people like this, it's very like, do you like me? Do you not like me? You know what I mean? <laughs> people that waste their time hanging out with other people that they don't actually like are brain dead, literally brain dead people. What the hell are you doing? You're literally sabotaging your own life, hanging out with somebody you don't actually care about. All those hours you're putting in into something that has no substance. Where's your brain cells? <laughs> Just such a fake, fake environment. And guess what? I'm guilty by association. So there's people on the outside that perceive this group as not genuine and not real. They see me a part of this friend group. They're going to think I'm the same way. <laughs> They're going to be like, yeah, this person's not genuine. You know? And that was probably true because I was a part of this group. <laughs> I wasn't living in a real reality. There was never any deep conversation with these individuals. There was never real camaraderie. It was just drinking heavily. You drink heavily. You're basically under this alcoholic spell the entire time. You have no idea what the fuck's going on around you. And then when you come out of this spell, you realize how pointless and empty it is. And the conversations were never intelligent. Nothing that actually brings value to your life. It was like, who's getting ass tonight? Who do they hook up with? Gossip. It was just the, <laughs> the dumbest. <laughs> it really was the dumbest shit on planet Earth. Seriously. It's like, hey man, can we talk about the universe or something or something that's enlightening? Nah, I'm good. Let's talk about what position I put this girl in last night. It was like that dumb. It really was that dumb. <laughs> oh man. I'll pray for people like this. I really, I pray for them. Just unbelievable insecurity. It really is just unbelievable insecurity. And the sad reality is that most of the time, these people don't really end up living happy lives because they're stuck in that high school mentality. And let's just have all these friends and fake bullshit around. And they realize that nobody's around anymore. And the party's over. This is reality now. It's not high school anymore. Nobody gives a fuck about popularity or any of that nonsense. It sucks. If I'm going to get popularity, I want it to be with substance. Like I want to be popular for spreading wisdom or people love my movies and they bring joy to their lives. You know, stuff like that. 
people like this, their popularity is all make pretend and superficial and let's drink heavily, bro, and all that bullshit, you know? It's a different kind of popularity. It's not even real. As I said before, narcissists are all about image perception, right? They are quantity over quality individuals. They want to collect as many bodies, as many souls. They want to recruit as many people as they can to get around their orbit to look as cool and desirable as humanly possible. And they couldn't care less about any of these people. It's about how they look to the outside eye. If you're not educated or enlightened on this kind of person, you're going to see them surrounded by all these friends and you're going to think, oh, they must be a good person. They must be really cool. They must be the shit. They must be great company. But in reality, they are just snake oil salesmen, Decepticons, shape shifters, chameleons. They mold their personality to whoever they want to get in good graces with. They will act this way around this person. They will act this way around this person. They will act another way around this person. And so on and so forth. They'll change their personality around the person they're targeting. They'll study that person and know what they like and dislike. And they'll adapt to that person's personality to get them to like them. So these people are going to surround themselves with as many people as humanly possible just to look cool as a person. They don't give a fuck about any of these people, any of them. It's about how they make them look. You ever hear that phrase? A friend to everybody is a friend to nobody. That's the truth. And this all stems from a deep pathological insecurity. These people are so insecure. They have low self-esteem. So they need as many people around them to feel good about themselves because they can't self-regulate. They need all this narcissistic supply. They need all these people to feel worthy. That's just how they think. They just kiss people's asses to get opportunities to use them. They're opportunists. You know, the more people they get in good graces with, they're getting invited to all these parties. They're getting invited to all these weddings. Nobody has genuine human connections with that many people. It's not possible. It's rare to have one person you truly connect with. And these narcissists will have like, 50 people they're friends with. They'll be in these large groups of like 30 people, all friends with each other, right? Wrong, very wrong. And they're only in it for a good time. Like I said, they'll just use people for a good time. Beyond that, they can give any fucks about your well being at all. It's about what you provide for them. And the more people they gather, the more people they get in good graces with the more opportunities they get for good times. They are not trustworthy individuals, ladies and gentlemen. People like this are not trustworthy individuals. And I can't stress this enough. Never trust the person that has to go into a room and just charm everybody in the room. They have to be liked by everybody. I've seen that firsthand as well. I've seen 
two individuals who are like this. Like I said before, narcs have the same exact vibe. They do the same exact shit. This one dude I would go to the bar with and he would literally circle the entire room talking to everybody in the room and all these people would just be giving him free beers, just using everybody in the room because I knew exactly how this guy really was behind the scenes and I only dealt with him because I, like I said, I felt like I didn't deserve better. This guy would charm everybody in the room just to get free beers. So he wouldn't even like really pay for any alcohol. He would, he would show up to this bar and just like chat everybody up and take advantage of all these drunk people that thought he was like cool with them and just get free beers and just manipulate everybody in the room. This same guy. I remember we were talking in my room, in my kitchen, and we were having a discussion on, I forget what it was exactly, but he was mentioning how he needed to get something from somebody and he was like, figuring out how to get it from them. And I was like, why don't you just ask them straight up, you know, talk to them like a normal person would. And he was like, nah, I'll just manipulate them right to my face. I'll just manipulate them. Narcs get off to duping people. They can't be straight up with you. Decepticons. That's what they are. They feel powerful when they dupe people, when they get over on people. They could have got that thing from that person if they just asked, but they feel like they have to play these games and manipulate to get the thing they want. Nah, I'll just manipulate them and they'll give me what I want. He literally said this verbatim. (laughs) Literally said that to my face verbatim. That's a narcissist. But I didn't know the exact word for it. I just knew it was like shitty behavior. I was like, that's what the fuck's wrong with you? You know? This particular narcissist wasn't very covert with their bullshit because he told me straight up, yeah, I'm going to manipulate this person. The really dangerous covert ones wouldn't even say that to me. They would just do their shit under the radar so that there's not even a chance they are detected. A lot of them will usually use social media as a weapon, a tool of manipulation. They'll be able to cover up what's going on behind the scenes by posting all these happy pictures, painting this happy life they're living, completely skewing reality, putting on a show. It's all theater with them. That's why you'll hear people say the couples that have to post constantly on social media about how, about how great their relationship is are usually the least happy couples. The couples that are actually happy, you don't even really hear about them on social media because they feel no need to show the world how great everything is. They just know it and... There's nothing to prove. But the people that are trying to cover up, downplay how bad their situations are and how miserable they actually are will post and try to validate themselves and prove something to the world, you know? 
And most of them appear normal. That's what's so scary about these individuals. They come off as like they blend in with everybody else. They're a part of the crowd, you know? The scariest and most fucked up people on planet Earth appear normal. Wolves in sheep's clothing. The devil isn't out in the open, screaming from the rooftops. Hey guys, look at me. I'm the devil. I'm evil. I'm going to try to hurt you. I'm going to try to ruin your life. The devil's covert, under the radar. The devil wears a disguise of goodness. The devil was a snake. Very deceptive. Very sneaky. Because if you have shitty intentions like that, why would you want to be out in the open? If you know somebody without a shadow of a doubt is a bad person, you're not going to deal with them if you have a sense of worth or common sense, right? That's why they have to put on the mask. You'll find a lot of narcs at church, which I've read many stories about. You'll find that a lot of narcissists are chronic churchgoers. They'll be very religious on the surface and it's all a cover-up. Here's an extreme example. You ever hear those stories about the priests? They discover that the priest is molesting children. Here's another extreme example. Dennis Rader, the BTK killer, one of the most sadistic killers in the history of mankind, was a church leader, a family man. Everybody around him said he was just totally normal. You would never be able to tell he was doing these sadistic things behind the scenes. You see a picture of him. He looks like a normal, just dad, a family guy. They actually caught him through a floppy disk and they traced him to his church that he worked for. So they'll use these places of goodness to disguise themselves, to blend in like the devil, like snakes, just blending in. John Wayne Gacy, the guy who dressed up like a clown and murdered like 40 people, that guy was very popular in the community. He did a lot of community service, did a lot of work for the community. Everybody loved him, helpful, doing all these things. He's such a good person, right? Meanwhile, there's like 40 rotting bodies underneath his house that he murdered. (laughs) These are very extreme examples, but you get the point. These people want to appear good, right? So all their shit is covert and under the radar and very subtle. So they bring you into their own world, narcissists. They will bring you into their own world, their own miserable, dark world, and abuse you. It will just be you and them. So no one else around you knows what the hell's going on except for you. And that's the point. Everybody around them sees the narcissist in a different light. So all these mind games and this bullshit is happening just between you and them. And obviously, you're not going to be able to tell people about it because they're not going to believe you probably. And 
they're going to think you're delusional because they see the narcissist as somebody who's not like that. And that's what the narcissist wants. They're very tactical with their bullshit. They will do really subtle shit that makes you question your reality. You'll be saying to yourself, did that just happen? Did they actually just say that? Did they just do that? What the hell? And it'll leave you in complete, complete confusion. And the subtle shit they do is obviously designed to make you feel bad about yourself. So you're confused and feeling bad about yourself. And then if you called them out on it, their behavior, they would just completely deny it and pretend like they have no idea what you're talking about. They're not doing any of the things you're accusing them of doing. They just completely gaslight you and manipulate you, which drives you even more crazy because now you're questioning your own perception and reality, thinking you're the lunatic and you may need psychiatric help. (laughs) They have a very short memory when you're accusing them of something they're actually doing. Wait, what? I did that last night? I said that or did that evil thing last night to you? I don't remember. I don't think I did that at all. You might be the crazy one. Huh. That's weird. Yeah, I I don't remember. That didn't happen. That's the narcissist. They do a great job of gaslighting you into thinking you're the actual problem. You're the actual narcissist. You're the issue. And a lot of people fall for it, unfortunately. You're thinking to yourself, am I the narc? Let me tell you, if you're thinking that, narcs have zero ability to self-reflect and want to do better. They're never the problem. Ever. So <laughs> if you even ask that question, you're not a narc because they don't even question that. I'm perfect. I'm just perfect. People like this don't do the inner work. They never look within and acknowledge their problems and say to themselves, I got to fix this. People like this don't want to face the truth. They don't want to face themselves. So they try to avoid reality at all costs. That's why they can't listen to stuff like this because it exposes them to themselves. And they don't want that. They want to live in this false reality, this delusion that they're perfect. They're not the problem because that's how insecure they are. Their egos are so fragile. The key is to have self-awareness, which these people don't have. They have zero self-awareness. People with self-awareness, people that are confident and know who they actually are, they're able to self-introspect and say to themselves, you know what? This is my flaw. I have these flaws. I need to fix them. I need to work on these flaws. I got these strengths and I got these weaknesses and I got to make these weaknesses better. I got to fix them. Narcissistic individuals can't do this. They don't do this. They just can't. (laughs) It's not in their DNA. And they will hate you for being that way, for keeping it real, you know? And you know what's truly funny is these egotistical individuals will tell you to humble yourself. They just want you to dumb yourself down to their level. People that say, oh, humble yourself, humble yourself. 
They don't want you to be your full, vibrant self because it makes them look bad. But these people that will say this, they're the ones with the egos. They'll tell you, humble yourself. You have an ego. They are the ones that have the egos because they can't look within. They don't say to themselves, I need to be better. They are fine just the way they are. You, the person that's trying to succeed in this world and be better, you're the one that's humble because you're seeing it as, I need to be better. I'm not good enough. You see how that works? It's the ones with the ego that will tell you to humble yourself. No, you should be humbling yourself because you are just, you're something. You're something, all right. (laughs) You're doing the right thing. You're killing it. They want you to humble yourself to make themselves feel better while also telling you you're the one with the ego. They're fine just the way they are. There's no room for improvement. That's ego and a fragile one of that. You're the one that's able to diagnose, okay, I need to get better. I'm not good enough. Because if you didn't have that mindset, you wouldn't get better as a person or whatever thing you're doing. You would just stay the same, which is what these individuals do. They just stay the same. (laughs) They never change. They never, ever change. I'll get into that later, but they get worse with age. (laughs) They actually get worse. Meanwhile, you're getting better. Crazy, huh? Humble yourself. (laughs) Unbelievable. These individuals are so insecure that they can't appear vulnerable at all. They can't show weakness. They can't lose. They can't be wrong. They can't show any chinks in the armor. That's how insecure they are. They're so afraid of appearing vulnerable. And that's a lot of the times their downfall. The confident person has no issue being like, yeah, this is my flaw. I made a mistake. That's on me. The narcissist can't do that. They have to appear perfect. They have to appear like there's no weakness in them, but they're the weakest individuals walking on this planet. (laughs) They always have to have an unfair advantage over you. That's why they set you up. They have to be 10 steps ahead of you because they know they can't beat you straight up because that's how weak they are. But they have to put you in a position of disadvantage to beat you. They have to win at all costs. They can't lose. They can't show weakness. Say a narcissist is good at, let's say, tennis, right? You're good at baseball, okay? They're always down to compete with you in their world of tennis because they're good at tennis. So you'll have no idea how to play tennis, but you'll still compete. It'll be friendly competition. You'll obviously lose to them because they're good at tennis and you're not. It's whatever to you. It's just friendly competition. But when it comes to entering your world, your arena of baseball, they want nothing to do with it. They won't even give you that opportunity. They'll avoid playing you in baseball at all costs because they know they will lose and they can't lose. It's just friendly competition, but they can't handle losing in any capacity whatsoever. But you, they're more than happy to beat you down in tennis anytime they get the chance, you know? 
beating you boosts their fragile ego. You're filling them up. They're loving it. I'm so powerful. I'm beating this guy's ass in tennis. But they'll never step in your arena. They'll never step into your arena. These people are always in competition with you. Always. You don't even know it, but they're competing with you. For the dumbest shit too. They have to beat you in everything. You and the narcissist could be going to the car wash in two separate cars to get your cars cleaned. And they'll take it personally. They'll be pissed at you if you get your car washed first before them. That's how competitive they are. Insanely, pathologically competitive. Beating you any way they can, even the simple, smallest shit, gives them an ego boost. Makes them feel better than you. (laughs) They can't stand that you're better than them in reality. So they have to get whatever victories they can to feel superior to you. Dude, these people will compete with their own spouses. That's real. You'll get a job promotion and make more money than them and they'll get pissed at you. I mean, how dumb do you have to be to... (laughs) Like the one person making more money than you in the relationship? Either way, it's benefiting the both of you. (laughs) Say you're married and the person you're married to gets a promotion and makes more than you, that's benefiting the both of you, but they don't see it that way. (laughs) That's how lost they are. It's just fucking insanity. (laughs) But yeah, man, we're about to end this first part of this Bill Ted Talk on dark psychology. The second part will be released shortly. We're going to deep dive into the narcissistic pattern the narcissistic cycle, which is very valuable to understand because if you learn their cycle and their patterns, you can literally predict their next moves because that's how predictable because that's how predictable they are. I have literally, by learning this pattern, by learning their cycle, I have literally predicted exactly what they were going to do next. I'm going to also break down the mind of a narcissist, how they become narcissists, why they become narcissists, the type of mind games they love to play. We're going to go even deeper down the rabbit hole, baby. It's going to be fun. And shout out to all the listeners who have stuck around this deep into the episode. A lot of people don't like listening to the truth, unfortunately. They can't handle it. So you listeners that have stuck around this far. Shout out to you. I'm doing you guys a huge solid. (laughs) I really am. I'm giving you the red pill. It's going to come off as super negative, but I promise you I'm in a good headspace, a great headspace. This is real shit. They don't teach this in schools. They should. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in part two.